<laughs> Hello there. Hello. How is it going today for you? It do be going well. How about you? Not quite good myself. Not a lot going on, really, besides this podcast thing I'm doing. But uh, I can't complain at all, really. So, for the listeners out listening to this episode, this is another one of those mini-sodes, which is probably going to end up being a lot longer than one of our regular episodes. This time with Connor, he's appeared on several different episodes in the past, which has been a pretty good experience, as far as I'm aware. So... We're just going to get into this by talking about something. I'm not entirely sure what yet. So what you've been playing, like, at this current moment, even, perhaps? I'm playing FIFA right now, and it's pretty great. I just finished a 15-year player career, and I transitioned into a managerial role. So now I'm having to set – I got a job offer from Paris FC, and I'm having to rebuild their team. And it's terrible scouting situation the whole nine yards. Nice. Well, that sounds pretty interesting, I think, at least. I'm going to I'm gonna cut out this exact little portion because Mike is messaging me. I'll see what he wants, and then I'll get back to you, I promise. I... Okay, can you hear me again? I can hear you again. Okay, good. So yeah, Mike just kind of confirmed that he's not going to be able to continue joining us, so we'll just keep on going. So I'm kind of curious, though, with what you just said there. Um, how does that all, like, work in that game? So how it works, basically, I mean, what part do you really want to know first? Um, well, I'm, like, like totally unfamiliar with the series, so... Um, all right, well, FIFA is soccer. Right. It's, it's, it's soccer um, with players. Cat, quit chewing on that. Player careers, you're playing as one player on the field. You have a position. You're graded based on how well you play your position, you know, all that jazz. So I was a center fielder. So if you're, okay, if say you're standing, your back is to your team's goal and you're looking out onto the field, mm-hmm. right? Across the field is the other goalie. Um, in the middle of the field, in that big circle, you have two guys who are normally positioned about there. One of them is called your striker. He's, he's your primary go kick the ball into the goal guy. He's the guy you want to get the ball to. They're normally faster people, probably a little bit shorter. Um, and then next to him is the center fielder. Well, every other career I've done, I've played striker. Well, this career I transitioned to, I wanted to do a center fielder career. And his job is to be available to make those goal kicks, but he's also there to kind of loop the ball out, um, get it away from defenders, back to the striker, out to a winger, back to a defensive guy. He's sort of a support role. He's an extra body, so if the striker's under pressure, he can get the ball off of him and, you know, relieve some of that pressure so he can keep maneuvering. Because at the end of the day, the defenders want to keep an eye on him, but they kind of have to stay with the ball. Mm -hmm. So I was doing that. Well, I ended up – I started out – I was like, okay, I'm going to be a center fielder for the Seattle Sounders, and we'll go from there. In real life, I'm a huge Sounders fan, so – and I didn't want to replace our current striker because our current striker is Raul Rui Diaz, and the guy's excellent. Um, So I wanted to just kind of play a support role to that. Well, the thing is, the formation that Seattle was running, I ended up getting put on center center attack mid, which is – or CAM, and that's that's like back behind the center fielder and the striker and to the left a little bit. So he's kind of tucked in his little – he's kind of there to, again, divert pressure, shift the ball to the outside to a winger or back to center field. You know, they, they, you know, they can kick goals too. It's just a matter of, you know, situational stuff. But, again, it's there to relieve pressure and catch attacking players who are trying to come onto your side. 
Um, well, and then our striker, Raul, got courted by AS Monaco, which is a team over in Monaco, obviously. Um, big $22 million contract, so he left, and our team didn't have a striker. So the manager in this game, and this is what's cool about FIFA, is like, with other sports games, you have your position, you kind of just play your position, and if somebody else on the team leaves theirs, the next kind of lower guy will go move up. With FIFA, with how shifting and positions and stuff work, you you can actually get shifted into another position. So I ended up getting shifted in the striker anyway. And I ended up leading the league in goals my first year because Raul literally took that contract like two weeks into the season and transferred out. So I oh. ended up doing that. And then from there, it was just, okay, I guess I'm a striker now. <laughs> I'm still a labeled center fielder pretty much everywhere I go. And all, all of my transfers, I am a center field fielder listed player. So that's what that's, you know, that limited my windows because my official listing never changed, just kind of my position did. So I was always listed as center fielder. So when I was trying to transfer out of Seattle and go to Europe, I ended up getting a contract with the Tottenham Hotspurs. They needed a center fielder and they ended up getting me. Well, the thing is, is they already had a really good center fielder. They just wanted me for depth. So I barely got any play time. So I stayed with them for two years after about four years with the Sounders. So now we're in my seventh year. I transfer out of Tottingham on, and I go out on a loan. And a loan is where a team, you know, they, they, they accept the payment from another team. And, okay, here's this player till the end of your season. And then we get them back. I got loaned out to a team. And Tottingham is in the UK. They play in the Premier League. I got loaned out to Rennes, which is in France. So I ended up going to France, and again, they already had a really good guy. They were just loaning me in for depth. They wanted to have that backup. So again, I barely got any playtime. This is all in a video game? This is all in a video game. Oh, wow. Okay, that's uh, that's pretty in-depth. Wow. Yeah. And um, so finally, I'm sitting there. I get loaned back to Tottingham. at the I, you know, I get sent back to Tottingham at the end of the year, and I'm like, okay. I'm transferring. I want out. First transfer offer that comes through from is from uh, FC Barcelona, which that that's a world famous club. That's where Lionel Messi plays, or did play, and you know. So out of nowhere, it's like, all right, well now I'm going to a really big world famous club, and when I started out again, it was there was a lack of play time, but my second season there, there's their center fielder left. He took an offer and they had another guy equal to me on the chart who got shifted into the role, but the, there was much more play time for me and him because we were roughly the same in overall or how our attributes were laid out. And I ended up doing really, really well. And in fact, we won the UEFA champions league, which is like the top. It means you're the best team in Europe. It's a tournament. Um, all the European leagues take their top like five, six teams and they send them to a big tournament. It's called the UEFA champions league. And basically they all play in a tournament. It's, you know, two game series is with aggregate scoring. So your goals from both games count and you play all the way through. And then the last game is a, is a, is one game only. So, but I ended up winning my first UEFA champions league with them. And then after that, I was like, okay, I want more, I want more play time. Cause you know, I'm good. My overall has gone up by this point. I was like an 85 overall. And I started out at like 68 with the Sounders. So I'd gotten up, I'd gotten pretty good. 
um, got a transfer offer to go up to uh, Manchester City. There's two teams in Manchester, and I ended up playing for both of them in this run. I played for Manchester City for only a year, and I ended up going back to the UEFA Champions League and winning again with Manchester. So I won two of those in a row with two different teams. And it was Barcelona. When I won with Barcelona, it was their seventh Champions League win. And with Manchester United, it was, or Manchester City, it was their second only ever. So I was like, that was super cool. But again, I wasn't getting the play time. I'm sitting here. I'm like, you know, by the time I finished up in Manchester City, I was 89 overall. And it's like, I'm, you know, ranked as one of the best center fielders in the world currently. I'm way better than the guy, you know, the guy who is getting more playtime than me for whatever reason is an 84. So it's like, I want more playtime. I have my form. It's, it's good. I don't have my stats are good. Everything's good. Why am I not getting more playtime? And so I sat, I kind of sat for a year. I literally sat for a year. I didn't play for a year. I let my form get bad and everything because I, I wanted out and they weren't going to give me the playtime. So I didn't play for literally about a year. I went to Manchester United right after that. I've got my transfer. And initially, I waited on the transfers. I let about five offers go by because Tottenham wanted me back. Rennes wanted me back. Um, a couple teams in Germany, including Leipzig, who I ended up signing with and playing my last year with later on, um, they wanted me. And I initially turned them down. So I ended up going to Manchester United, that transfer window. And we got... I mean, we were good and I got a lot more playtime, almost as much as I wanted. But again, I want more, you know, I'm a center fielder who plays, you basically plays, ends up playing striker because, you know, situations just work out that way. And I end up, we get all the way to the quarterfinal of the UEFA Champions League. And all of a sudden the playtime just kind of dries up and I play the second round of the quarterfinal and we end up winning that. I played the second game of the semifinal and we ended up winning that because, you know, we, we got ahead on aggregate and I just kind of helped seal the deal. Well, they benched me for the final for the one round game and we ended up losing. And on top of that, they also benched me for the last couple games of the premier league season, which cost us points, which means we didn't win the premier league title. So knowing that I could have made a difference and being benched and watching my team drop to major championships it upset me. So I was like, all right, again, I'm transferring out of here. <laughs> transferring out of here. I signed with Leipzig for my last year. At this point, it's 2034 to 2035. Um, and mind you, this entire career, I've had multiple ACL tears. I tore my when I got I got loaned out in Seattle. I skipped this part because it wasn't really important. It didn't last that long. But my third seat, my yeah, my third season was Seattle my third year I got loaned out to a team in Belgium KAA Ghent and tore my ACL while I was over there seven months on the shelf um, tore it for another seven months about two years later and then about when I was with yeah when I was with Tottenham before I decided to sit out and transfer initially I tore my ACL. It was a partial tear. It was only a five-month injury. And I was like, 
you know, and this is, you know, in video games, like this should have built up and been like a recurring thing with how much damage had been done, but it ended up never being a problem again after the five month one. Cause you yeah. know, video games, but so I, there, there, there was definitely like 15 years total. I probably only played about 12. I think there's about four years total that I spent on the shelf, either due to injury or not getting play time or me sitting out contracts. So, you know, I, I got maybe 12 years of play time and, um, and mind you, these are 38. I mean, the seasons are about 38 games, and that's just in your league. And then you have your other cup competitions, which are, you know, 10 games. And then you have the UEFA, which is, let's see, you know, a quarter. It's the qualifier, the quarterfinal, and the semifinal. The qualifier is one game, is two games, two games. That's six. And the final is seven. And then, so you're playing upwards of like 52 to 60 games on a good year where your team is in the running in pretty much every competition. So your stamina is constantly kind of low and it gets to the point where you're really pushing. And we really started to feel that this lap, the last year in Leipzig that I just finished up. Um, I came in, I was coming out of Manchester United and I was like, and immediately I looked at Leipzig's formation and they had me listed as a starter full-time first team. Um, what they were running was they had their striker in the middle, two center fielders on either side of them, and then they had their two wingers way out kind of by the edges. So they was basically five guys across the board up front. And that, that's pretty much how I knew. I was like, okay, I'm not going to have a problem with Leipzig giving me play time because these guys, they, they want me on the field. I'm not playing striker anymore. I'm actually playing the position I'm supposed to be playing. Still ended up playing 60 games and getting roughly 45 goals across all of them, which is not bad for soccer. I mean, obviously there's world famous players who in their careers have scored like 700 plus. So, and I only ever got the like, actually I could pull that up right now. Hang on. Hit that button, hit that button. I need to go to my career tab over the player in my career. I scored 452 goals. So I never even broke the 500 club. I mean, I played in 258 games, won 191 of them, had 43 draws, 24 losses, and I only ever had 73 goals scored against me when I was on the field. So I was good. (laughs) Me and the teams we were on were good. That Manchester United team I was on, I mean, even, even though I wasn't playing, they were a solid team. I don't know why we ended up dropping those championships, but we did. That final year... I was in Leipzig. We were on fire. Um, we ended up winning their their version, the German preseason, the Super Cup. My, I made my debut for the team. They signed me when that was the next game they were going to play. They played me in that game, and I scored the winning goal. So I ended up winning that game for them. So we won the Super Cup preseason. We won the German season. The um, kind of just in it. I can't remember what it's called. <sighs> One second, I can probably remember. But we ended up winning their regular season. I just want to look. I can pull it up right here, actually. We ended up winning their regular season on top of that. And it was just, oh, yeah, Bundesliga. That's what it's called. Um, so we won the Bundesliga for Germany, which is their regular season, 38 games. Um, it's played from counting it it's played from like late august to may and there's like a two to four week break in late december to early january um we won that too and then we won the pokal 
which is kind of like a it's a knockout tournament that they do on the side. It's basically, hey, let's take our top teams, put them in there, tournament winner, and then we won the UEFA Champions League for my third time with my third different team that year too. And that was the last game I ever played. I got a hat trick in that game, which is three goals. I had a wonderful career. <laughs> Sounds like just, it. Yeah, um, and now I've just got the opportunity in FIFA when you're done with your player career, you can retire and go take a manager, be a manager or a head coach for a team. So now I took the job for Paris FC, which of the two Paris teams there are, it's kind of the lower one. In fact, they're on the verge of getting like kicked out of the A League into their B League. So I have to go, you know, sort that mess out. Well, I wish I could say something as interesting as what you said. I've just been playing Plants vs. Zombies, which uh, <laughs> is not as complex of a game as that by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, <laughs> but in all honesty, that does sound like a really interesting game. I didn't know it had like that much depth to it. FIFA career mode gets dunked on because EA wants to make money off Ultimate Team. But like, if you can look past a few bugs like i'm so far into it but every player that gets uh generated randomly generated for the game out of the youth academy they have super skinny arms and i'm talking like really skinny um it's abnormal and pretty much everybody and pretty much all the younger people have it now so you can definitely tell um but yeah if you can look past trivial ea bugs because let's face it EA just kind of pushes the same game out every year and the code is all legacy code. So it bugs out and wonks out in ways. Right. It, yeah, that happens it, with a lot of games like that too. Um, like like EA, I know like Ubisoft has a lot of like Assassin's Creed kind of ones that they make like every year or something like that. Um, so yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, but in all, like FIFA had this... this one career I've had in FIFA. This is my first career on FIFA 21 because I just upgraded from FIFA 18. And it's easily the best career mode I've ever had on any like EA game. And I play the shit out of Matt. So, it's wild. That is pretty good. Um, I honestly didn't expect that to go on that long. I- I'm definitely glad you did. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. But, um... Yeah, I never, like, I've heard of, like, the FIFA games, but I've never, like, heard much about them, like, besides just, like, re-releasing a lot of those kind of ones each year, um, and just general things, like, it having a lot of gambling in some of those, like, EA games, not necessarily yeah. FIFA specifically, so. Oh, no, FIFA, FIFA, so, Ultimate Team was introduced to EA games, about 2013 2014 and what it is is you open packs you get players you build your team you go online beat other people's built teams and yada 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 um there's a whole lot more to it i don't care for it. I've, I've i haven't touched ultimate team since madden 15 so but it's you get overshadows because it's a huge money-making opportunity for EA. It overshadows career modes in pretty much all of their games. And Madden got some... got a, Not even improvements, more like a facelift like last year with Madden 20. Um, FIFA 
like the the difference between eighteen and twenty one is actually pretty solid because I waited, you know, I skipped nineteen twenty. Right. So there's a there's a pretty good. It was a pretty healthy jump. There's some new things. The uniforms are all up to date. The players are all up to date. Um. With FIFA 22, they just announced that there's a huge career mode overhaul coming with the release of the game, which is pretty cool because they haven't outwardly announced that in a while. So I'm going to wait. I'm going to see how it kind of turns out. And if FIFA ends up really kind of knocking it out of the park of career mode at um, when 22 comes out, I'll wait a couple months, buy it when it's on a deal. Okay, Sounds pretty good. Normally with my sports games, I wait two to three years to upgrade. So like with Madden, I had Madden 18 and I bought Madden 20 and I originally wasn't going to buy Madden 21, but I ended up doing it because of eSports at the college. And so now I just kind of play Madden 21. Um, yeah, no, with sports games, everybody just assumes, oh, you got to buy each and every one. It's like, you really... You really don't have to like you, you can't just sit there, call it, you know, a roster, a $60 roster update and then buy it anyway. If you don't want to buy it, don't buy it. You know, you, you lose nothing by not buying it. Yeah. I feel like that's like the kind of way with a lot of games like that. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any like specific ones I can mention at the moment. Um, like besides some of the other sport games, I can't think of a lot. But yeah, I guess it's kind of like the weird idea of like when someone tries to like criticize a game for being too like glitchy or something like that or too incomplete or something, but then they end up buying it anyway. It kind of like defeats the point of complaining about it if you're going to accept it anyway. It's kind of weird. And yeah, I guess you don't like have to buy them each year. Like I, I haven't bought any of them because I'm just not not into those kind of games. Yeah, that's but, fine. Uh, yeah, it, even then, like, I wouldn't buy, like, each one. So, I don't know, it's just something I was thinking of that's similar to that, I'm pretty sure, unless I just, like, went off topic. Yeah, no, no, you're absolutely spot on. Um, and that's another thing, like, the story, they, if you really just kind of let yourself immerse into it, it tells its own story. Like, I'm sitting here, I just became, my first year as a manager, I'm looking, I'm looking at how the team's, finished for last year right because the season hasn't technically ended yet so i'm able to kind of look and see how okay this is where paris fc finished um the top team in the league that i'm about to be coaching in paris sg the other club they won 30 games drew six and lost two they won their league dominated it the next closest team had 24 wins um they had 90 okay paris sg had 96 points AS Monaco was 14 points behind, and you get three points for a win and one point for a draw. Is this your college-like thing? I heard you say, like, chi or something like that, and I recognize that term, or is this something different? No, this is still FIFA. This is just kind of, yeah. But, like, Paris is this top-ranked team. And in my Paris, Paris FC, the, the little brother club, we only won three games, five draws, and 30 losses. Oh wow! This is this is what I stepped into. <laughs> yeah, I, I have and let's see how much money I have because I, I just spent about five hundred thousand dollars hiring scouts. I have real money, of course. Real real money. Um, I only have um. Oh, let's see. I, I'm turning a negative eleven point sixteen million dollar profit right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're recording this in a box, right? 
Um, no, I'm recording this in my mansion. I'm in massive amounts of credit card debt. And my wife just left me. Please help. Okay, I'll, we'll get a dating service ready for you. That's not what I needed. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll get some money for you. You're going to need a lot of money. I like but how no. I go like, trying to solve the marital issue before the $11 million in debt issue. Yeah, because I mean, it's not, like, it's not like, you know, fix having her come back will fix anything. There wasn't any money to take in the divorce. <laughs> I guess so. So yeah, let's see. The budget right now, my starting budget was nineteen million dollar transfer budget. My remaining budget, because I've spent a little bit, is currently ten million for the year. Um, I have one hundred fifty three thousand dollar weekly wage budget, or starting weekly wage budget. Um, overall, it's totaling out to about eight point eight million. And then currently weekly wages out of that are falling somewhere in the 570,000 range. So everything's kind of mixed. I have a lot of potential. Ooh, hang on. Did we find me a goalkeeper? My scouts found me a goalkeeper. Fuck yeah. Yeah, you got this. I do. So I'll probably end up signing him to the youth academy, start training him up because I really, really want him. Um, But at all. You know, the story continues. I, I, I am probably, I would argue, the great, at least the greatest American player in this to step out and play soccer. I, at least the greatest American, but by no means am I even close to some of the best <laughs> players in the world. Oh, my God. <laughs> and when you say greatest American, you just mean of all time, like not even just the game. You know, it took a lot of effort, but I finally beat old George Washington's record of 35 Brits on a pike. Oh, okay. Sounds good. I'm glad you beat that record, I I think. You should be glad, you know? Staying free is important, regardless of the lives lost. Uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um, was there anything else you wanted to mention, or uh, did you want me to mention one of my games I'm playing? Uh, go ahead and mention one of yours, because I've literally just talked about FIFA for, like, 19 minutes. Yeah, oh, well, that's all right. I don't mind. I mean, it <laughs> takes up a lot of time, but I'm not complaining. Um, well, like I was like, I was making a little bit of a joke earlier saying Plants vs. Zombies, so, like it's such a different game, but I am actually playing that like even as we speak. I hope my like button clicking hasn't been like too audible at all. I don't know if it has. We've both been playing games the entire time. Okay, well, I guess if I we didn't hear yours, then probably didn't hear mine. But uh, yeah, I, have you played Plants vs. Zombies at all? Are you familiar with it? I played the first one on okay. Xbox 360, and I just haven't played them since. Well, yeah, I'm kind of similar like that. I uh, I played a little bit of um, Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2, like, but like only because it was on sale for like 2 or $3, so I figured it wasn't much of a loss, even if I didn't like it. But I have the most experience with the original game, like on the computer, where you try to like plant, um, well, plants that will shoot things or defend you from like zombies it, it's like what the title is is what the game oh, is it's pretty simple yeah. like yeah. just for the listeners that don't like know what it is um but yeah you try to fight zombies that can like walk towards you or sometimes they have like a metal bucket helmet on their hat or on their head one of those some of them like jump over various plants that you've made some of them are like on these dolphins that will like jump over something in the water some of them like are gargantuan or like have a giant robot it's like not realistic in the slightest but it's still really fun and uh i'm i'm on level 3-9 i'm trying to uh 
I'm, I'm trying to finish the game since I haven't beat it in like years. So it's just kind of interesting to play this and know that it's like still like one of the main successful like weird strategy shooting games like on the computer. Like, like now it's something like like a real like real time strategy game. Like is Fallout like were the first two were those real time strategy or am I thinking of like Final Fantasy Tactics? I think you're thinking uh, of Final Fantasy Tactics. The first two Fallouts were just, um, they were just RPGs, and they just had a top-down view. Okay, yeah, I have the first game, but I haven't played very much of it, but just because I, like, got it for free and uh, haven't really gotten to it. I haven't, like, played any of the real Fallout games for long at all, so I'm not well-versed in those games at all. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, it's a really fun, like, shooting game that has, like, a lot of charm to it where it's like really simple graphics i think it was originally like it was a pop cap like i don't know if it was a flash game or if it was something different than that but uh it's really simple but it's really effective at like what kind of style it goes for and it's just a really overall fun game that um i don't think has been matched in regards to like even other games in the series where i know there was like a sequel of it on ios and android but i haven't heard much of it or even seen much of it so it just wasn't very successful not just because i haven't played it myself therefore it is unsuccessful but um it just hasn't been talked about nearly as much um i didn't even know that i th- i just thought that like the garden warfare games i haven't seen or played much of those like i said besides a little bit of the second one either but it's it's uh pretty typical third person shooter game but it looks a lot different than the other ones so it's it's overall pretty fun i'd like to think but um yeah like you said it was on the xbox 360 the only like real difference is you can't use a mouse for it so you have to like use the controller and if you have a second player it like breaks the game because the second player can just like press a button and just like hold the zombie down like infinitely and then they can just like keep switching, so like no zombies will ever get through, even more than they normally would, because it's not a very hard game at all. It's a pretty simple game if you just have like a decent strategy. But if you can just stop the enemies when you want, then it's even easier. So it doesn't pose much of a difficulty. So if you want to make it even easier, just like have a second controller person ready to help you. Not that you'll need it, but. Uh, yeah, these are these are pretty interesting, although like much different than uh, your FIFA games. But I think they're pretty interesting to talk about. Yeah, that's just that's just how it is sometimes, you know. I think whatever game you like is what's interesting to talk about. Oh yeah, I could talk uh, for hours about anything from Halo to FIFA to Command and Conquer. If you put a game in front of me that I've played, I could probably tell you all about it. Yeah, we'll I have would, to we'll have to start our own mini series. Uh, like like a sequel to this podcast, of course. A spinoff. Uh, do I, am I getting a spinoff? Uh, we'll, we'll think about it. I'll talk about it with my <laughs> management team, which is would just be... Well, I mean, it'd either be myself or Ben. It's not like there's that many people I'd have to talk to about it. But uh, that would be interesting. But we'll, we'll get to those, like, planning things later. Um, I'm kind of curious, though. Are there any, like, games that are coming out that you're interested in getting? Halo Infinite is definitely one... Um, right now it's, it's right now it's Halo Infinite. If a Godzilla game gets announced for Xbox or PC, I'm gonna be all over that. Like right, white on rice. Um, other than that, currently, it's kind of it's a little quiet on the uh, 
game front for me. Okay, fair enough. Um, uh, for me, there isn't like a whole lot. Like there are some games that have come out a while ago that I was interested in getting, but just haven't gotten to just because I want to try to save my money. Like uh, Resident Evil Village. I really like the whole Resident Evil um, series, but I also don't want to... Like it's like sixty fifty dollars at Walmart, so I don't want to spend too much money on that just Fair. because I I don't like spending that much money on games in general. So um, even if I really enjoy the series, but for that kind of thing, I was interested in getting that for sure. I was also interested in getting Neo: The World Ends with You. Have you ever heard of that? No, I actually haven't. Okay, oh, well. There's a game called The World Ends With You for the Nintendo DS released in like 2006 or 8 or something like that. And it was, it was it's kind of weird. It was like this RPG, but like the battles took place. Um, like you had the touch screen on the bottom of the DS and you also had the top screen that you would press like up, down, left, right, all that. So you could fight two, as two different characters fighting the same enemies. And it was really weird, but it was also really fun to do, even if you had to like multitask for some of the more difficult fights because you just had to do different things there. It was originally on the DS and it was re-released on... Um, on iOS and Android. Obviously, like the systems there didn't have the um, the different screens. It was just the one. So they did have to work with that a little differently. But then it was released on the Nintendo Switch as the final remix, where it had like some new pins, which were your items that you could use to fight enemies with. There was um, there was a there's new sections to the the portable, I, mean, I guess they're all portable in some way, the iOS Android ones that were, it had like this another day and a new day scenarios, like extended the story by a little bit. And then there was also uh, their appearance in Kingdom Hearts um, Dream Drop Distance in the Traverse Town world. Have you heard of that series much? I have not. Okay, well, um, I'll get to that in a little bit. When it comes but, to um, Kingdom Hearts, I'm actually not crazy familiar with it like i kind of okay. I know what it i get the gist of what it is like it's a, there's a lot of disney properties involved with it so i kind of got you know i got that gist yeah it's just like, um, I, i've never played one is the thing like i've probably i've watched a few trailers so i've never played so that's about my level of familiarity with it okay well i can explain that in a minute but i'm still working on the world ends with you so i'll get there very soon but uh yeah. the there's a sequel called neo the world ends with you which has some different uh playable characters than the first game it takes place in the same world of uh shibuya okay like an alternate shibuya like the real um yeah, city area yeah I know but, shibuya is. yeah it, it looks very similar to there but a lot of like the buildings are a little bit different like the real world is like a 109 building but is replaced with a 104 building but you get the same idea of it regardless yeah, yeah 109 it's the big old shop oh yeah um yeah. It's it's like that there, and then the sequel is like a 3D game. I mean, like it was a 2D game, but it was kind of weird. Like you moved in a three dimensional space, but it was a two dimensional like sprite based game. So like you get what I'm saying, but even though I'm not speaking very clearly at it, yeah, I think um, I, I, yeah, I, but I like, think I can picture it, yeah. Yeah, like the sequel is its own like 3D world, so it looks a lot different. Well, I mean, like, the city's the same, but, like, the presentation is a little different. But uh, it, it comes out in, like, 
eight days from this recording session, I think. It's on, like, July 27th, I think it is. So um, I'm excited about that. I'm not sure if I'll get it at its release or not. I might just wait until later, just because I don't need to play it then. And also the some of the Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster games, which I talked about in another podcast episode, actually come out like the day after. So I know I'm going to be too distracted with that to play um, most of anything else. So I'll think about it. But to that's the that, yeah, it's it's good to have that kind of thing to look forward to for sure. Good um, things to look forward to in general. I mean, li- life is about striving forward, doing the things you love, and being happy while you do it. Yeah, I think that's working out pretty well for me so far. I mean, I'd like to think at least. I don't think I have nothing to look forward to there. I mean, <laughs> but, you got a bed to sleep in, money in the uh, bank account. As far account. as you know, yes. <laughs> you know, money in the bank account, hopefully. Food on the table. I mean, one more can you yeah. I'm not at 11 million in debt, so that's nice. Look, okay, it wasn't my fault. <laughs> well, okay, I guess you can say that. But, um, yeah, there's, well, getting back to the, the, the gaming thing and not your uh, crippling debt that will come back to haunt you later. Um, well, well, Kingdom Hearts, it's like, it is Disney um, as one of the primary, like, things, intellectual properties. There's also a lot of, like, Final Fantasy stuff, like the characters from... Uh, there's some from six, seven, eight, nine, ten, uh, and ten two that appear within the series. So, if you're familiar with the Final Fantasy series, you have some stuff there to look forward to. And plus, the gameplay is like almost all based on Final Fantasy. I guess with Disney, there's like not much for like like really popular games to like pull from. So they kind of have to pull towards like the Square Enix kind of stuff. But then later on, it's uh, different where. In Kingdom Hearts 3, there's various Pixar worlds and uh, another one of those characters, like the rat from Ratatouille, that show up. So, And then there's the Dream Drop Distance, which has um, the World Ends With You characters. And then in Kingdom Hearts 3, there's also in the like the shooting gummy world section, there's the some of the Einhander. Have you ever heard of that game at all? I have not. Okay, it's but, like a it's a shooting game, um, a shoot 'em up game from Square Enix that also like takes place in space. So it's quite a bit different, but uh, than their usual like RPG games. But there's a couple of characters that appear from there. So it's weird how it didn't really stick with Disney and uh, Final Fantasy exclusively as the game started to go on later. Um. Did, did that like give like a good like surmise of what the games are about, really? Yeah, you sort of summed it up a little bit. Okay, like once you actually start to get like towards like the later games, it gets way more complicated than just Disney oh, yeah. and Square Enix characters getting with each other. Like, there's things about um, like the organization that's in the games that um, like try to possess all of them, so they're all clones of another character, and wow. like you have to summon. Uh, different characters like the seven uh, guardians of light against the 13 like uh, darkness people to open up kingdom hearts but there's also not just one kingdom hearts is there's multiple of them and then there's like time travel involved with like hearts traveling through dimensions and the unreality of where Sora goes later on. It's, it's really complicated. Like I know what I said doesn't really make sense to you. Even if you play the games, it doesn't make that much more sense. So 
if you don't play them, you're not going to get any less confused by it. Hmm. But um, I think that's uh, I think that's uh, a lot of the games I've been playing more recently. I'm trying to think like of it, like it's like its own little Marvel Cinematic Universe, the way you described it. It it kind of is. Um, one of the like the more recent, well, not really more recent, it was like a year ago. One of like the beginning trailers for it like had Kingdom Hearts, but it had like the logo with all the letters, like with the scenes on the side of them, just like the Marvel logo. Um, it was kind of interesting how that worked out. Like that was the only so far any sort of reference in the games to like Marvel. I mean, like there's nothing in the games that have to do with like Marvel or Fox, even though Disney owns those. Um, it was just like that one part of the trailer that like was reminiscent of that. Um, but yeah, I think it's a pretty interesting series to get into. It's um, it's on the PlayStation Four and Xbox one and also the later systems through backwards compatibility i guess it's also on like computers via the epic game store so if you got something that can run that then it'll epic games work fine. Is kind of, epic games is kind of in the doghouse with me they've, they've been kind of in the doghouse with me for like a year now yeah i admittedly i don't like i don't have an account there i don't play fortnite their most popular game or anything like that um, I do think it's kind of cool how they're giving out like a lot of free games like pretty often. So I feel like that's pretty good for sure. But uh, otherwise, I feel like I'm just not interested in that kind of thing. Um, I know a while ago they used to like get some games that weren't exclusive and like change them to Epic Game Store exclusive games, which is kind of weird. I haven't seen them do that much more recently, to be fair. But uh, I know that was a point of contention with a lot of people. That wasn't okay. So the funny thing is, that's not even like the thing with me. Is like the issue with Epic Games with me is okay. So every everybody, everybody on the planet at some point has probably played Fortnite. So and I, I used me. to. Okay, great, fantastic. <laughs> it's not bad, but if you haven't really gotten into it at this point, it's not really worth getting into. It's I feel I feel like it's past the tie point from what I've seen. Seen. Haven't, so. haven't played Fortnite since like May, not even like February of 2020 because Epic Games, for whatever reason, unlinked. I play on Xbox. And so when you make it, when you go to play Fortnite, it makes you an Epic Games account. So you can, and it links it to it automatically, it's like a dummy profile, just so you can cross, you know, cross progress your stuff on different platforms. Well, it's a requirement to have that. And after, I played Fortnite since season one at like the beginning of, of this current chapter two of Fortnite. I played all of like five games and then for whatever reason, the accounts got unlinked and I since it auto dummied the account. I don't have the randomly generated password and I didn't know what email it used. So after, you know what I went through this long hassle of trying to figure it out. And finally, like I contacted customer service traffic games and they didn't even help me. So I haven't played Fortnite in a year. Understandable. Because yeah, um, I, I can't get into the account, honestly. I don't want to sit here and try to fix it. <laughs> I feel like yeah. it's an easy fix if I really kind of dig down deep. But that's just it. I don't even know if I want to. <laughs> don't, don't do it. it you're, you're not too far gone. You, you can get away from it. Well, I guess you already uh, have uh, gotten away. Oh, no. Like, I, I, honest to God, dude, I go days at a time without thinking about or even like seeing Fortnite-related stuff. Yeah, like, I, I go days or weeks at a time. It's not even 
it doesn't even register. If I want to play Battle Royale, I'll go play Apex. I'll go play Warzone. I can load up PUBG on the Game Pass and play that. I have options. I could go. I could go on Halo Master Chief Collection. They just got the customs browser going. I could go do custom games on there. Fortnite's nah. not important anymore. It's, yeah. It was fun. I think it is fun. It scratches an itch, certainly, but it's not. It's not what it used to be. Yeah, honestly, like I'm like a little bit further away from that, even just because, like I said, I've never played it. Just because I. I just, on principle, I don't want to play something, like, that popular that I'm not even interested in to begin with. And, like, when I used to work at Walmart, like, we had so much, like, Fortnite stuff, like, in the middle of the aisles. Um, just, like, stuff all over the toy section uh, in the in the video game section that I just couldn't get away from. And I was just sick of seeing it after a while. So, like, I didn't want to have anything to do with it just because I was just so sick of seeing it. Like, I know there's, like, a lot of stuff that's really popular, like Star Wars even, too, or, like, Harry Potter or something like that. But, like, not even that was as popular just in regards to the merchandise that we sold there. Those those have been popular. Like, Star Wars has been popular for generations and years, though. Fortnite literally came out of nowhere. Yeah, it was like maybe five, six years ago that I was out where Star Wars has been like 1970s, something like that. Is that right? God, I don't even want to think about how long Fortnite's been out for. Like 2018? was Yeah, 2018, because that's when I started playing it. I played it in season one. Oh, okay, so it's even sooner then. Yeah, Fortnite's only been popular for like three years. It feels like it's been ages. It's the saturation of content, my man. It's just how long Fortnite's been alive. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's something that I just am not really interested in. And I, I've never had a, like a want to play it. So I, I don't anticipate myself ever playing it just because I'm not interested in the whole Battle Royale thing in general. The only one that I ever really played was um, the Fall Guys game. And even then, that was only like 60, I think, okay. 40 players. I, I want to play Fall Guys. The issue is it's not on Xbox. And on Steam, it's 20 bucks, and I don't feel like spending 20 bucks on Fall Guys. Yeah, honestly, I don't know if it's, like, too worth it for that. I know it was, like, really popular to begin with, especially because on the PlayStation 4, it was available, like, when it released as a PlayStation Plus game. So the majority of people that have played it on there got it, like, for free. Um, so that was definitely, like, likely a part of it. And yeah. I think it should be coming out on Nintendo Switch later. I, I don't know if you have a PlayStation 4 or Nintendo Switch at all. I'm Xbox One literally exclusive, although now that I have a PC up and running, I'm going to be running a few more games on that. Okay. So, um, I, I actually, yeah, I actually also have um, I have an Xbox One as well, so maybe if you want to play that Halo, some of those games, maybe you can teach me because I haven't played those. But um, I'm pretty solid at Halo. <laughs> I'm not I've been playing so... Halo. Halo One was my first video game. I played that when it came out. I was, th- I had just turned three when the first Halo came out. So to say I've been playing them my entire life has been is is accurate. Right, right. I think. Uh, well, maybe if you want to teach me some of that stuff, I think that would be pretty interesting. Like at like another time. Um, yeah. But yeah, we'll get into that later. I don't even have it downloaded on Xbox Game Pass, so we'll, we'll get that in another point. But, I, I um, do it. Halo 5, you can honestly not even worry about downloading off Game Pass, because now that MCC has Customs Browser, you don't need Halo 5. 
if you want the story, great, but you still got to play the other Halos first, so you might as well just get Master Chief Collection. Yeah, I'll probably just do that pretty soon then. Even then, if I just want to get it physically, it's like $20, so it's not not a huge uh, issue for that. So, um, yeah. Was I was I talking about something beforehand? I'm sure I was. I just kind of got lost after a while. That's, that's podcasting, baby. <laughs> yeah, you brought back the joke. Uh, he he! Everybody listening right now, he did the thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we actually um, usually Ben, but we've done that like every uh, like every few episodes a while ago, just because of that. It's, it's my uh, joke. It's yeah, mine. we uh, yeah we, we kind of stole it a little. Bit. I mean, mostly he stole it. I haven't said it that much. Um, but yeah, I think I was talking about the oversaturation. Uh, of like Fortnite and also the comparison of how it was for uh, like Star Wars being different. I think that's what I was talking about beforehand. And no, I, I was also talking about Battle Royales. I I remember. I was um the only other ones I really played are like Pac Man ninety nine and uh, Super Mario Brothers thirty five on Nintendo Switch. Which uh, one of those you can't even play anymore because Nintendo took away Super Mario Brothers thirty five, so you can't do that anymore. But um, those were really the only ones, but even then those are much different because you don't like affect the other players in quite the same way. So mm. like they're like you're playing a single player level, but like other players can like give you enemies to like hurt you, but it's not like they directly control them. So it's still not like really the Tetris. same thing. God, what was the Tetris 99 or whatever it was? The Tetris one yeah. that came out? The Tetris Battle Royale? Yep. Did you play that at all? I wanted to, never got into it. Okay. Um, I think it's still active um, if you ever get a Nintendo Switch and the Nintendo Switch Online service. But uh, honestly, if you're not into uh, like Battle Royales or Tetris, then it might not be worth it for you. I mean, it's free with the service, so it's not going to cost you anything more, but still. Yeah. Uh, there's been a handful of games in recent years that have come out, but, and I and I, I was into them when I saw the trailers, but they came out and I watched like a couple minutes of gameplay on YouTube or something, and I'm just like, this isn't what I was promised. Yeah, I've... I- when um like the Avengers was being um like yes like I saw a lot of people like not excited about the game and I was thinking like am I missing something here it looks pretty good and then like when it came out I realized it was a different type of game than I thought it would be and then like the just the players started to go down so quickly and then like a lot of the content that they said would be out soon um like wasn't they they were planning on making Spider Man like a PlayStation like system exclusive character and i think they were like planning like this was like back in 2020 and like they were planning on releasing them in like early 2021 and it's currently july 19th when we're recording this and he's like there's still no plans for him to come out at all like not even just on playstation like in any form ever so i don't know what's happening there but um, yeah, I was I was interested to begin with, and then I saw there was like a lot of unfinished moments, which I thought was really funny, but also kind of weird. Um, you know how like there's quick time events, and like you lose when you don't press a button, and like you have to do the cutscene over again. Yes. 
So there was a cut scene that um, like you were supposed to press a button and a player just didn't press the button and like nothing happened. Like it's not like the character like died or something like the screen would not progress forward in the cut scene. And like the person who was playing it just like stopped playing for two hours. Like they ordered pizza. It was still in the cut scene. Nothing what? would happen until they pressed. The- yeah. Yeah. I'm serious. Like, Corey, I think it was, like release this. Yes, it it was released in the full version, and it was really funny to watch. Like, I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched, like, a few minutes of it just because I wanted to see if it was real or not, and it was. Um, But there was also that. There was, was, like, this cutscene where there was the Hulk doing something, and then the player was saying, um, like, they were given the direction of, like, disgruntled, um, like, something noise or whatever it was. Um, and then they literally said the exact words of like disgruntled noise, whatever it was, like as words, not as some sort of like <laughs> nonverbal what? expression. And they left that in the game too. And it's just like that low level of polish in regards to that that just kind of kept me away from it. Cyberpunk. So, yeah. You, I was... ask, you ask anybody who knows me, and. I it, they will tell you that I, I I think I was one of the most hyped people they knew for Cyberpunk, and and then it came out. Billy, my heart weeps because I pre-ordered <laughs> it. <laughs> Worst yet, I play on last gen. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh yeah, it was bad. I'm so sorry. A couple patches in, I I play every time there's a patch. I go back and I load it up and I play it. I just start and... to cry a little more. No, because it's actually it runs. It actually runs now. So now they can actually, you know, next time around, put some content in the game. But um, yeah, I remember hearing that. Uh, well, like one of my friends, Matt, who I used to work with way back when we were like at Walmart, and he was still there, like earlier 2020-ish, or no, 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 like 2019, I think it was even, where, like, he was really excited for the game, too, and I was, like, kind of passively excited, like, at this point, I hadn't played any, like, The Witcher games, which, like, really got CD Projekt Red going in regards to a lot of, like, good faith from gamers. Witcher 2 and Witcher 3, yeah, those two were pretty much, CD Projekt Red hit it out of the park with those. yeah. Honestly, um, I, I don't want I don't want to get too far off the Cyberpunk twenty seven seven thing, but I've actually been playing like the original The Witcher like over the past couple days, and it's like really janky. It's like it's like held together with like a small amount of like tape, like figuratively, and the, like the models aren't so great, but it's still like weirdly fun and charming. But um, I I've, I think that the next two games are a lot better. I haven't played much of the second one. The third one, like, one of my favorite games ever, honestly. I've played, like, over 160, 70-something hours of it so far. And that's only, like, one playthrough and, like, a little bit of, like, the higher difficulty, like, um, Blood or like blood and Broken Bones, something like that, I think it is. Blood and but, um, are you The what now? Are you talking about Witcher 3? Uh, yeah, I started with the first one, like, uh, like talking about it at least, and then I got on yeah. to the third game. The three, the expansion you're talking about is Blood and Wine. Uh, no, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the difficulty setting. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I know you're talking about like the Blood and Wine. Yeah, um, yeah I got, the... I got momentarily distracted by this game of FIFA I'm playing. Very momentarily. 
it's all good. Um, but yeah, those like games like really started to get them like on the good side of gamers. And like they were talking about like Keanu Reeves, I like had this really great presentation at the Xbox E3, I think it was. I and watched then... that presentation live from home and I wanted to cry. It was, <laughs> it was so glorious. Yeah, I think that even though the game itself didn't like end up being really good, I felt like that was still a really good presentation of that regardless, just because of like the your breathtaking like moment I, there, especially. I'm gonna be real. I loved all everything about Keanu Reeves involved with this game and those moments. I was hyped for Cyberpunk when it was it wasn't the announcement trailer back in twenty thirteen that got me hyped. A lot of people have been hyped since that trailer. There are people who waited like seven years for this game. So I, I didn't get burned as badly as those people. When just the initial presentations and the initial, you know, glimpses and details we got are what got me excited for the game. And then what it was it was the E3 2019 presentation that like blew me out of the water. I was like, all right, I'm in. But you know, it was before like Keanu Reeves endeared me, and Johnny Silverhand as a character is awesome in game. Although he, he 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 visually needed a little more work, yeah. And and his di- and Keanu Reeves, most of his dialogue kind of comes off as just slightly angrily monotone. But um, yeah. In all, no, he didn't do that bad. Yeah, honestly, I haven't like I've seen a lot of the game, and I've seen like hours and hours of footage. Haven't played a single like second of it so far since I don't have it myself. Give it another. Give it another like year or two, and then maybe see if it gets hit on a deal and grab it. Because it's got a good yeah. story. The story is super good. Like if for a cyberpunk, for a cyberpunk, you know, dystopian noir story, it's really good. It's yeah. it's just everything else. The, the, you know, when you're playing when you're playing the game, you should be immersed. You shouldn't feel like you're going through the motions. And combat in cyberpunk. Feels like you're going through the motions. Dialogue in Cyberpunk, all you know, your choices always usually end in the same outcome. So it's like you're just going through the motions. Yeah, it is kind of disappointing, honestly, to see like how far it was like on the expectation of what it was going to be, and then how it actually turned out to be. Um, I was like kind of keeping like tabs on it just to like once it released and just saw how bad it was, like received uh i think like my issue like i I am planning on getting the game eventually but the problem is is the fact that i don't want to play it until it's closer to what it was released as like it was was supposed Mm. to be released as i mean and that's kind of a problem because yeah a lot of the stuff in like a lot of the trailers especially like the 40 minute like gameplay one it just is straight up is not in the game so it's kind of like hard for me to really want to buy it when I know that I'm not getting what was advertised. And I understand like some of it just might be like the people who bought the game just wanted something that was unrealistic that just didn't end up happening. But at the same time, if the people like advertise it and know it's going to be like one level of quality, but they say it's going to be like much higher. Like that's like really dishonest and it like keeps me from wanting to play the game. And even hypothetically, let's say if the patch comes out like tomorrow and everything is in the game, like they're still only like selling what they intended to be released. And, and not any of the expansions. Yeah. Right. And like it's none of the stuff that they should have 
well, like been doing really suffice to say with that logic and i'm not knocking it i'm just putting this out there mm-hmm. you're about five four or five years from getting the game right i i get it um yeah, this is cd project red we are talking about so you know but um i think my biggest disappointment i i looked at i i've looked at the list of stuff that was meant to be in the game Here's the thing. Most of the stuff's in the game. It's just not as good as, as, as we thought it was going to be. Yeah. And CD, I, Project, I, and CD Project Red just kind of reinforced our expectations instead of trying to tam- temper them down a little bit. And it was like, CD Project Red, why? Why didn't you just tell us, hey, you know, they should have taken more time. They should have. Well, CD Project Red, this is the should have. This is the hindsight 2020. CD Project Red should have have looked at all of us in December of 2020 and said, look, we've delayed this game a lot. We get it. But here's the thing. We're trying to release it on last gen and it's not doing well. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to cancel our last gen release, refund those pre-orders, and we're going to postpone this game about a year and a half and keep working on it. They should have just balls up, lost the money and, you know, dealt with it because at the end of the day they would have been better off for it yeah i i do agree with that like as an idea but i feel like we're a little bit like biased because like we're just people who are interested in the game like we're not the people making it so and i i I feel bad for the developers because it's like because yeah like the marketing team boned them like the marketing team was consistently hyping up the game and having to put out these notices saying, hey, we got to delay it. And then everybody shit on the developers. And it's like, look, the developers are just sitting behind the desks, you know, building a world the best they can that can run on platforms that are, I mean, the Xbox One was released in 2013. But here's the thing. Half the hardware, in fact, all of the hardware in an Xbox One is from like 2008. Yeah, it's it's weird. And like, I, I feel it's I don't want to say that your idea of like trying to delay it that far is wrong. Like, I feel like on the basis, it's totally right. But in actuality, it's like a lot of the people like uh, receive death threats online, which obviously is way like overblowing it. Like, if you really are going to send someone a death threat for like delaying a video game, I feel like there are a lot of problems with you and you also don't deserve what they were promising anyway, just because. It's such an overreaction, and if you're like sending, if that was, hmm? if you're sending so many death threats in 2021, and and I and I say and I'm going to say this, and I don't mean it in like a bad way or anything. I'd rather nobody did, but if you're going to send somebody a death threat and not follow through on it, like oh. why send it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like not quite where I was going with, but I get what like, you mean. I like if I if I was an angry person, and I was genuinely angry at a developer, I would roast them. I would just sit there and roast them, you know, find a picture and roast, you know, how big their forehead is or something or their haircut. <laughs> Make, you know, if you're genuinely angry, just because I mean, let's face it, at the end of the day, when you're, when you're letting out insults, as long as you're not genuinely threatening a person's well-being, you could tell someone they look ugly. Fuck, I'm ugly. I'll admit <laughs> that. But like, you don't threaten people and their families. Like, and if you're good and it, it did follow through with it, so I think they can call the cops on your ass or defend themselves. 
and then you then you just look like an idiot because he's threatened a video game developer and he turned out he was packing and now you're dead. Like, right. Like low key, who would have thought that this pistol from Cyberpunk was actually real? Oh, look at that caliber. <laughs> you get first hand experience. He wasn't developing a game, he was developing a gun. <laughs> this all, is all based on reality. In all honesty, I think what I mean to say, because what I just said was a bad analogy, and I don't really mean it is if you're right. going to send if you're going to send someone a death threat, don't say anything at all. If you don't have anything yeah. to say, don't say anything at all. It's because at the end of the day, you're not helping anybody. Negativity helps nobody. 2020 is proof of this. Negativity helps nobody. And that should be the moral of the, the story moving forward. Yeah. And going forward with that, this game really sucks and I hate it. And the developer <laughs> shouldn't have made it. <laughs> developer. Re? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like the, in all the seriousness, developer made, the developer made more than me making this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like um, I feel like if if they were gonna get death threats over like delaying the game a few weeks, like I don't know what they would have gotten if they delayed it a year or two. Especially, I feel like they shouldn't have done a release date at all. But then again, I know that it's not the developers who are making that release date. It's it was the like the higher the up people. It's yeah, the and the marketing team. Yeah, it's it's not very good, like from their perspective, because like they're the ones who are making like the bad decisions of like releasing the game when it's obviously like too early. And it's also like a lot more disingenuous when a, a like several months ago they gave like a lot of bonuses to the development team, which was definitely good. I'm not going to complain about that. And then like amongst the like the six main people, they split like thirty million dollars when they were like the worst parts of developing the game yeah and like releasing as it was like it like i'm not saying like that they don't deserve like money for being part of a major company but at one point do you realize maybe the people making the game deserve a little bit more than the people who released it too early that are now making the development team the laughing stock of the gaming like community oh the whole company is the laughing stock. The game. They, they make no mistake. There's no one person in that company that isn't being singled out after what happened with with Cyberpunk. Right. CD, CD Projekt Red. Until until further notice, is the laughing stock of the video game world, and they then they're going to be moving forward. That's just how it's going to be. It's like Infinite Warfare. Well, you everybody remembers the trailer for Infinite Warfare. The hate that movie that that trailer got online was nuts. And this is a Call of Duty game came out 2018. Yeah, 2018. It was so... 2017, actually, when it came out. Oh, my God. But, yeah, it was, like, the most hated video game trailer of all time. The dislike, the dislike ratio on it is, like, one of the highest in YouTube history or whatever. It's ridiculous. Um, and they, they, you know, Activision stopped being laughingstocks of the gaming community when they put out... Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the new one, um, when they put out Cold War this year. They've put out a couple other titles since then, too. They're not the laughingstocks anymore because they put in the work and they made their customers happy. CD Projekt Red has done nothing of the sort since Cyberpunk came out. Yeah, I know they've been like releasing a lot of patches that make the game a lot more playable, which is definitely good. I feel like there's some sort of like alternate universe somewhere where they just released the game and they just didn't patch it after that. It's like, well, I don't know. Like, this is this is what we got. Uh, we're moving on. There's an alternate universe where the game was released and you know it was actually finished. Yeah, that that too. But like, <laughs> we're putting our expectations a little too high there. 
You know, you know how people like the the world if like so and so did this simple thing or so and so did this simple thing. It's like all futuristic technology. Yeah, the like utopia of, society. The, the, the world of the world of CG Project Red released a finished cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> except it's just a picture of like a finished night city. Oh my god, dude. Okay, but you have to admit, like, um, if you've seen ultra graphics on PC and like the people who turn on the ray tracing, Night City at night in that game with those graphics turned on, it looks like it. It looks as promised. I think graphically for next gen and PC, they did a pretty okay, uh, PC in particular, because even next gen kind of lacks just a little bit behind. They hit the mark on PC. If you can get your settings up to run that game at max settings on PC, you've hit the mark. And they, they nailed it. It looks it's it's beautiful. Ray tracing in that game is excellent. It's some of the best I've seen in a video game in a long time. That is, of but course, when the models are not um, like unloaded to the point where they're in like a PlayStation One game, of course. Oh yeah, or you know, just straight up shirts and pants and no anything else. Or, or just nothing straight up. Just just yeah, just a voice saying free scripted dialogue. Yeah, yeah that's... there's so many bugs with Cyberpunk. There are, there, there are some fun ones, though. Here's the thing. There are fun bugs with Cyberpunk. Like, I was driving a motorcycle down the street in Night City, and I just went flying. Don't know why. Just just decided that I wasn't going to be in Night City no more. Well, you see, um, like, uh, they promised flying cars in the game, and that's just their way of keeping their, to their word on that, just in a slightly different <laughs> the, way. The bugs are just the cheapest way possible of keeping their promises. <laughs> Just, so what if what if we just release this error code instead of actually putting a feature in the game? What 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 if like what about haircuts? Easy, just just occasionally make the player not have hair. Yeah, that, that's your genius. customization for the game. The customization is pretty in depth, although I think too many people were expecting the Robo Dong. Yeah, a little bit maybe. I, I just I feel like with the customization itself, I don't think that that was like mainly an issue. I feel like it was mainly more the fact that you can't change it later on. Which for a yes. cyberpunk game, you'd kind of expect to do that. Like with like the body modification is like way more of a point here than it was in like The Witcher Three. But even then, like you could at least like change your outfit and like get a haircut there. You can't even do that in here, where like the, one of the main points physically, like in the game, is people getting their body changed so i don't know you think you could do that but you just kind of can't so i don't know yeah another yeah, thing CD, that I... see project red really really fucked up didn't they <laughs> yeah i feel like another thing that i don't think was actually mentioned in the trailers or anything but would still like be cool is like there are a lot of characters that like have different cybernetics than the player does like, wouldn't it be cool like it with when you killed one of those characters that you could pick up one of those modifications and then like use them on yourself i feel like that would be pretty interesting wouldn't it be cool if you could just play a cyberpunk game like a cyberpunk world actually is uh, i feel like that uh, maybe i don't know i mean let's be real we've we, we've all seen like blade runner right so why yeah. can't I have? Why can't ha- I have a flying car like in Blade Runner? Why can't Night City? Why couldn't Night City just? All they had to do to make that game look good. That's how, like, even on last gen graphics, on like three sixty graphics, you set you set your in game time to nighttime. You turn on the rain and you have water reflections and your lights are going to glow great and it's not going to be that technically demanding. Yeah. Why couldn't they just do that? 
or I've got an even better idea. Okay, you know that that Blade Runner game that was released on like computers a long time ago, like 1999 or something. That was released on GOG. I've never even heard of it, actually. <laughs> oh well, um, there was a Blade Runner game, like an act, like it was like a point and click adventure game where you played as a character after the events of the movie. Um, not, not the not Rick Deckard, but some other character that was made for the game, and it was released um, on on the GOG.com for like ten dollars or something. And there's like an enhanced like edition that was like supposed to be released last year, but never was. If they just released that, I like I feel that would have been a more authentic version of what they were going for, even if it was a completely different game and also intellectual property that they don't own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I get your point about it making it more like at like Blade Runner or something like that. Yeah, because okay, with when you talk about a cyberpunk aesthetic, you know, you it's neo noir. Um, they they really leaned into the dark future doom world part of the thing. What they forgot in it, and like they yeah, they're like oh yeah, this world is so full of excess yada yada yada. You know, it's a true cyberpunk. It's really not. All you did was lean into the, like the pre-apocalyptic aspects of it. Really, all you did for the most part was in terms of the excess of the cyberpunk world guess what there's a couple commercials on a tv somebody will occasionally mention something in dialogue but for the most part it's just a shitty shitty world to live in that's high crime rate that's all you've accomplished so yeah whereas if you look at you know blade runner especially blade runner 2049 does a really good job of showing the world it's really fucked up (laughs) The world is not okay, but when you get inside the city, nobody cares. There should yeah. not, like, uh. it, It's really interesting of how they like could have made the game, but uh, I'm I'm trying to look up like other like comparisons that we could be making to like other cyberpunkish games or like properties. Uh, have you ever played like the Deus Ex games? I played. Human Revolution, and I played Ex Machina. Okay. Um, oh, well, Dave's Ex Machina, I guess that would have just been, wouldn't that have been the first game? I think it was. Okay, I, yeah, I guess it's it's usually released as like Dave's Ex Game of the Year edition on like uh, computers and such, and I guess also on the PlayStation 2, it was like Dave's Ex, like the conspiracy, something like that. Um mm-hmm. I know that like Deus Ex Mankind Divided at least is a game that you could play on like the same systems and all that and probably gives a way better um, like overall cyberpunk experience. Uh, It has like a lot of the same like body modification stuff, not as much like customizing in regards to appearance, but I, I feel like it sets out a lot better at what it was trying to do than Cyberpunk 2077. Um, I definitely recommend it. I myself have only beat uh, the Human Revolution, Mankind Divided, and there was also a port of the mobile game um, Deus Ex The Fall, which it sounds like it would be a bad game, but it actually really wasn't for a mobile device. It just wasn't great for, like, on Steam. It was, it, it's kind of weird. Um, have you ever heard anything about that mobile game? Nope. Okay, well, it plays Most like AAA um, titles. <laughs> yeah, it it plays a lot like the games, which is actually pretty good for a mobile device. It's just that it wasn't ported well to the um to the to a computer. Where I'll give you an example where you're playing 
uh, like in the menu and you're like trying to use a mouse and you're trying to click on something to get to a different part of the menu. It, it, sometimes you just click the button and nothing will happen. It's just because they didn't really make it so when you press the the thing, it'll go to the next part of the menu. It just won't do anything because they just didn't make it so you could just do any of it. They just made it so you could only press a specific portion of the button itself. It, it's really weird. Um, so they didn't really get that part right. Um, but otherwise, it wasn't like that bad, really. Not, not something that I would recommend you play. But still, I feel like the whole Deus Ex world is a better representation of Cyberpunk than Cyberpunk 2077. And like with like Blade Runner being better at it too. Although I realize that like different movies and like games aren't as comparable to that. And they're just going for different things, even though they're in the same like type of world. Mm. Yeah, I think... I think CD Projekt Red missed the mark by a good margin. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty safe to say. Yeah. But I think we were also right based on The Witcher 3 and Witcher 2. I think we were right to expect them to at least put out a game that was playable and solid. Yeah, I think that that's a very like good expectation for sure. Like, I wasn't expecting a lot of the stuff that a lot of the people were doing. I just, what I was expecting was more of just if we expecting if we, what... Yeah. You're saying um, someone? Yeah, if we had gotten a poly- even just a polished version of what we have now at launch, like a super polished version of just where the game's at right now, I would have taken that at launch. Knowing more was on the way. If At most, I would probably add a few more choices and changes and variations in the story, because you don't really get to make a whole lot of different defining choices. For the most part, the game usually ends up in the same place. Mm-hmm. Um... But other than that, for the most part, I'll take. I, I would take the game as is. If it meant a polished version of it, yeah, I would take it as it is right now. Yeah, honestly, I was. Um, I I'm not sure if I necessarily would, just because, um, like like my main thing about that, and like just myself in general, this is how it is. Not necessarily just for the game. Like as long as they delivered what they were saying, they would like. I could understand, like, myself, like, overhyping something. Like, as long as they give what they say they would, like, that's that's usually enough for me to be satisfied with it, even if it, like, are, there are, like, some bugs or something like that. But since they, like, cut out so much and they were in, intentionally dishonest with, like, how it was at release, I feel like I can't excuse that, and that's why I don't want to get it until it's much closer to what it was supposed to be, rather than what it is now. And like I said, I realize I could be a long time until all that happens, but oh, I yeah. want to like stay honest on what I expect out of it. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you should always try to be honest in regards to the things you expect, especially from developers. Cause let's be honest, EA like CD project red is learning the hard way that they can't put out buggy products. This is a lesson that EA should have learned a decade ago. Two decades ago, even, you know, I think, I think companies, they, especially big time developers need to eat their humble pie. If there was ever a phrase or a saying, they need to, they need to eat their humble pie and then get better because of it. 
Yeah, I feel like with some other developers, it's a little bit different because not not saying this is an excuse, but a lot of those like more buggy games are released like yearly and there aren't as much changes to make in general, but still should be a lot better than they really are. And it's it's interesting the way that like a lot of like Cyberpunk 2077 at this current point might not be as glitchy as some of the EA games released nowadays. But it was such a higher expectation and there was more that was cut out than a lot of those other games that it becomes less excusable. And plus people just expect more out of C- or expected more out of CG Project Red than EA, where they're already like a laughing stock beforehand. Whereas now it's like a more recent thing for the company. Well, I mean like yeah. more recent like eight months ago, uh, something like that, but still. Make no mistake about it this isn't something that will go away once CD project red finally like gets cyberpunk all out in the DLC. Like by the time you would own the game, you know, this is a blemish that will still be on CD projects, reds mind. And I hope they remember it. I hope they've eaten their pie because the Witcher three had bugs when it launched, but by all means, it was still a good game. It was still Mm -hmm. playable. Cyberpunk 2077 would literally be unplayable from some of these bugs. Yeah, CD Pro- I, CD Project Red literally can never release another game in the state that they release Cyberpunk in, or it will just des- it will destroy their reputation on a more permanent basis. I think they can I, heal from it now. They won't be able to heal from it a second time. I'm honestly not sure if they'll be able to even now, just because like with how they've been handling the like post release of the game, it's not. Um, it's not something that like people are going to or like most people are going to forget. Like even if they release The Witcher Four, um, like really soon, like next year or something, then I feel like a lot of people, myself included, are still going to be spe- uh, skeptical about it, despite the success of the other Witcher games. Just because of this game, even though it's not in the same series, just because they don't like trust like what the developers are doing, especially like behind the scenes with stuff that even we don't know about even now with the game. Yeah. They have a long way to go to regain that trust. And I, I think your expectations are reasonable. Um, I think you have very reasonable expectations. I think you mean what, like, the, the, like the Witcher game or the Cyberpunk 2077 with, game? With Cyberpunk. Like, okay. And you, what you have should be the baseline of trust for everybody. Every, everybody should have roughly the same sort of idea for what they want. You know? Well, and what I mean, okay, but think about it. If everybody's expecting a good game, if the expectations are a finished, good, solid game, nothing crazy ambitious and nothing unplayable, then that's what we should be entitled to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and I if it turns out to be great, yeah, then it'll no. just be even better then. Yeah, and if in regards to like customization, in-game features and stuff, everybody can have differences, but for the most part, our expectations should be universally, I don't care what they just promised me in this trailer. My baseline is probably, you know, like, I could look at a trailer and see that they're promised me, promising an ambitious game, but I can choose to set my baseline to be, I just want it to be playable and good. Like at its core. Like, and I, and I hate that's, that's where I have to set my baseline. 
but with how developers have been, I mean, it's been rough for video game developers, and I'm not even going to start on The Last of Us Part Two being a technical masterpiece, but being a storyline disaster. See, somehow they got one side of it right, but messed up the other half of it. It's like Cyberpunk's redheaded stepbrother, but... Yeah, I'm redheaded. Yeah, but you're the good kind of redhead. Okay, good. Yeah, you're the awesome redhead. No, yeah. with, with, like, that. That's another one. Okay, kind of, kind of changing the subject, but still in the ballpark of just games where our expectations were way too high. Last of Us Part Two. Oh my you know, god! I haven't actually played that one. I've played the first one, not the downloadable content for it, and I really enjoyed it. I, I heard... watched. I'm, since I'm an Xbox guy, I, had the, I, I just watched the cutscenes because there are people who format those in the like movie form with a little bit mm-hmm. of gameplay to kind of connect it all, and it works yeah. out. So I can still get the story and a good experience just by. So that's what I did for both of them, and I enjoyed the first game is perfect, and it would probably be I would think it's more perfect if I ever actually got to play it. Um, the second game tech, on a technical and gameplay level looks phenomenal. On a story level, it play it for yourself. I don't know if it's been spoiled for you yet. I'm not going to spoil it if it has. Yeah, I have not been. Been, I have not like seen a lot of the story, so I wouldn't know what okay. you're referring to. Okay. Yeah, and I'm not going to spoil it for you. Just make it a point to try and play it at some point, and then draw your own opinion. But I think it's pretty bad. <laughs> okay. Well, fair enough. Um, I do plan on like I know like the um, in a few months there's going to be the whole Black Friday stuff going on. I'll oh, probably try sorry. to get it then, just because like I, I know that I usually get a lot of like game um, movie based stuff just because of the good prices. So chances are it'll be there for like maybe twenty dollars. So I'll likely get it there if anything. But uh, it is something that I want to play. Just I'm not like super interested in right now. Yeah. which is which is fair. Which is fair. Yeah, not that there's going to be like a lot of like I, I don't expect any patches or more content, so it's not like there's a great just, time overall to save, get it. You just want to save money. Yeah, yeah. I don't. It's not necessarily more that I like need to save money. Like it, it, I am not in any financial issue. It's more the fact that I just don't want to um, like feel like I'm spending so much while I still have other stuff to play or watch. Which, like to be fair, I have not succeeded with very much. I know I can spend like the whole rest of the year and probably next year with stuff that I've bought and not experienced yet. It's just there's other stuff that I am just like, hmm, I want to get that even though I have so much else left to do. But I try to not do that too much. Yeah, yeah. That's just that's just how it works. I mean, with I look at games, I, I read the reviews, I kind of think about, well, okay, this is what this person said. All right, uh, you know, I draw. I don't draw my own opinion. I just draw my price range. Like if it's something I really want to play and something I'm interested in. I'll be like, okay, I'll wait for it to pop on Game Pass. I'll wait for it to be free, or oh, I'll get it when it's 20 bucks. If it's something I really like, like Halo Infinite, like I know I'm probably going to love it and play the shit out of it regardless of how good it is, I'll buy it at 60 I'll do it. It's not, And I'm not even going to think twice about it. It's just, you know, I sort of draw my 
my price based on the opinions of others, but I don't draw my opinion based on other people's opinions. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally get what you mean, actually. Um, in fact, I so far, as far as I can remember, at least, I've only spent a full like $60 on one game. And that was, um, well, it was actually more than that. It was the Kingdom Hearts 3 Deluxe Edition, which was like $80, which I was like saving up the money over like the course of like several months. So I knew that I would like have a, enough for it. Like that was the only one I've spent other ones, like 50 or so dollars, like the Resident Evil, like three remake, Resident Evil 2 remake when it came out. How um, are those remakes? Because I was interested in picking those up for PC. And okay. Okay. So Resident Evil 2, I definitely recommend you do. I know it's like $16 on Steam. I definitely recommend that one for sure. It's okay. uh, a lot like the original game. Like some areas are like added on to it. It looks really great. And um, like I said, I just overall really recommend it, especially if you get some of like the downloadable content, content like the soundtrack swap and maybe some of the other character skins. It's not like too necessary. But um, I recommend that Resident Evil 3 remake. Honestly, I talked about it a lot on another podcast episode a while ago, and I didn't like it as much. There are quite a few areas that are like cut from the original game, which like is the case with Resident Evil 2 remake as well. There are some areas cut, but with there it's more of just like some rooms are cut. But even then, they're replaced with stuff that like the ones that are cut in the Resident Evil 2 remake are usually ones like towards the end of the game where they're not as um, like important that you wouldn't really remember otherwise. Like the main police station and the sewers and all that is all still there. It's just some of the rooms are a little switched around. But with the Resident Evil 3 remake, it's like the clocked... Have you played the original game on PlayStation? I didn't play any of the originals on PlayStation. I played... I think it was 4, 5, and 6 when they were released on console. Okay, well, um, just to give you an idea, the Resident Evil 3 remake, it cuts out, let's see, there's a clock tower section that's not there. There are several bosses that are not there, although their physical designs are put into some other enemies that kind of mixed around. And uh, there's like a gas station, uh, like... Uh, train area that's like either condensed or like completely cut like they're physically there but you don't really travel in them much at all and like the last area of the game which is like there's a cabin and this like junkyard setting area that was just changed for another laboratory that's already been in most other Resident Evil games uh, but even then not comparing it to the original game it's just like not quite as strong of a game so I definitely recommend the second one only the third game if you like are really into the rest of the series and you can get it at a good price. So that would be my recommendation on those. Fair enough. Well, I'll probably look into them in the future. Yeah, I think they're like $16 maybe on Steam now, which for that price I'd recommend them, but uh, not at full price, at least not for the third one. For the second one, I'd probably recommend it for like close to full price. Or I guess now they're probably on sale for like $40 at the standard, so that's not so bad well, either. And we'll often not on Xbox, they'll get, they get bundled together, Yeah, both of them, and the um, online mode for Resident Evil 3. They'll bundle all of those together for like... 30 bucks yeah i think with like the online one like if you don't get it physically then like no no no. okay if you get it physically if you get it used then you like you can't play it it's kind of weird like if you get it digitally i suppose you just get it anyway 
but like for the physical version, I'm pretty sure you have to get a new copy of it if you want to do that online one, which I heard isn't like a like a remarkable thing anyway. And it was supposed to replace the mercenary modes of the original Resident Evil 3, which is completely cut out. I know there's other like uh, ones, like other mercenaries games and other Resident Evil games, like uh, Resident Evil 4, 5, and 6, I'm pretty sure all had them. I know that there's like a 3DS version exclusively that, but not the third game remake. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I just, I'll probably end up picking those up here in the near future if they go on sale again, because I really want to. Um, okay. Again, though, Halo Infinite's on my radar. Those are on my radar, but they're kind of not on, as on my radar as Halo Infinite. It's mainly Halo Infinite right now. And if, mm-hmm. if a Godzilla game, like a really good AAA, even AA Godzilla game, hits the market for console or even PC, I will probably end up grabbing it. It would it would be on my radar pretty much instantly because they've been releasing a bunch of really bad phone games out of like the the company Toho has been releasing them and they're pretty pretty lame. So I'm wa- I'm waiting for just something good because there's this really good trilogy of Godzilla fighting games, Pipeworks and Atari, two studios you don't hear about anymore, teamed up to make those games, and all three of them are absolute bangers to play. I love all three of them. And they're super popular within the community, too. I just I just want those back. I just remaster them. Don't even mess with the engine. Just update the lighting, slap some HD textures on, and turn them loose. That would be good, but uh, I'm not sure if that'll end up happening. And then, like, maybe tomorrow it gets announced, and then I'm going to feel like an idiot. But I don't feel like it'll happen. If, Billy, if it happened tomorrow because you jinxed it, I would give you $100 for jinxing it and making it happen. Ah, you don't have to give me a hundred dollars. Maybe like ninety-eight or something. That'd work. I'm eleven. I'm eleven million dollars in debt. Do, do you really think I'm going to worry about a hundred dollars at this point? I suppose not. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> the Nicaraguan government has already started knocking on my door. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think I'm. <laughs> I'm getting out of this one. Yeah. Uh, well, um, if you don't, then I'll I'll make this uh, episode in your memory. In, in memory of Connor West. What Unless a, I just episode. forget about it, ironically. That would really suck that we sat here for an hour and 40 and uh, <laughs> recorded this episode and you just forgot about it. <laughs> just... Oh, man. Um, but yeah, no, just video games in general, I guess, have been wild these past couple of years. And they're only getting wilder. I mean... There's always, I mean, there's so many new games and new ideas. Microsoft Flight Simulator's coming to Xbox now. Who would have thought? Um, yeah, just good shit all around. It's an exciting, it is an exciting time to be a gamer. I think it's to sum it all up. It is an exciting time to be into video games. I think that's a pretty good, uh, like estimation of it i feel like it is pretty good to do that like myself personally i'm just like focused on games i already have so that's more of uh what i've been focusing on really um in fact i actually got a a playstation 2 emulator on my computer which i've been using to play some games like kingdom hearts 2 crash bandicoot wrath of cortex so that's been pretty fun um but before i go more on that um if if we go about 10 minutes longer, then I think we're going to beat the record for our longest podcast episode, which is like an hour 48 or something like that. 
I'm, I'm pretty sure we can do that. Do you want to stick around for like 10 more minutes or do you have like something you uh-huh. want to do? Oh, no, I've got time. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. You and me. You and me. We, Let's go. We might even go a little bit longer. I don't know if we're going to hit the two hour mark, but uh, we'll figure it out. Um, we're, we're just sitting here vibing, talking about video games. I'm playing FIFA. You're playing whatever you're playing. It's a good time. It's a good yeah. time. Honestly, I stopped playing like an hour ago, the Plants vs. Zombies game, because I... Uh, I didn't want to beat the next level. I probably could have finished the game by then, but uh, I got I got distracted. Maybe uh, we'll just go for hours. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I ended up but, just starting a goalkeeper career on FIFA, so right now I'm playing goalie for Tokyo FC or FC Tokyo. Okay, that'll 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 work for a little while then. Um, so let's see. I've been playing on like this PlayStation 2 emulator, which I used to not be able to run well because my uh, previous laptop is a uh, it was just not good at the time I was using it. Like it was like deteriorating in terms of like how it was working where I literally couldn't unplug it without it just not working. So this is way better for that. Um, unfortunately, there's no disk drive on my laptop, which is a little bit of a problem for doing that kind of thing. Cause I can't just like put one of the PlayStation two discs into it, but a download works fine too. I got a good website for that, but uh, it's pretty good. I, I feel I feel like there's a filter that I just can't really um, turn off. And I don't know if that's like a problem with me or if that's just how it is naturally, but um, it, it's pretty nice to do so far. Um, I'd recommend you uh, take a look at that. I have a good website that I can show you if you can run it. If not, then it's not going to serve much of a point, but it's, it's nice playing some PlayStation two games on a not PlayStation two system. In fact, actually, uh, one of my favorite games ever is on the PlayStation 2. Uh, have you heard of the Devil May Cry games at all? Yes. Okay. I've well, heard of them, and I've watched them all the time, but I've never played them. But I've developed a love for the lore. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, like, the third and fifth games are generally considered to be, like, the favorites of the series. Um, my personal favorite is, like is actually the first game and it's a little bit weird because it's uh it's not one of the more refined games but something about it just like really makes me happy to play it um have you did you know that the devil may cry like when it started off was actually like a supposed to be this um like resident evil 4 game but was like changed in development because it was so different that's yeah that sounds amazing actually yeah. how did how did that what was there like were they trying to just reboot the entire resident evil franchise and just like yeah screw it make a new game or no that basically what happened was okay so you have leon in resident evil 4 and he was going through this um this like little part of a castle kind of like in resident evil 4 but not quite and then what happened was there was this like hook man which is like the basis it's called like the hook man demo it was this like ghost thing that came out of a painting which is like unheard of for the resident evil series and like the more like the developers started to like do things with it they had this like thing where they were shooting an enemy but it was like staying in the air instead of falling down and then they got this idea of like okay this is pretty good it's not resident evil but i think we can make this into its own game so they instead made a different protagonist um which also went to a castle um saved a lady in there and then went out through some vehicle through the water which made the ocean area what they escaped through the ocean and the um island area exploded just like the end of resident evil 4 
and you had all these items that you used to go through and like unlock areas in the castle, which it sounds like a Resident Evil game, which it kind of was, but then they like changed it, but like kept some of the elements, especially like the fixed cameras, which wasn't really a thing that could be like changed manually until I think the third game. Where, I mean, granted, not all areas, but, like, some of them, you could change the camera angle, like, manually with the control stick. So, um, that th- that kind of happened that way. So, it was, like, kind of what you were talking about, but not exactly. Um, I think that there might have been another demo, but I'm not entirely, like, not the one they could be, like, played, just ones that were, like, physically shown, like a, like, a video that was shown to people. But I don't know if there was anything that came of that, if I'm even remembering it correctly. So that kind of came out like that. And then Devil May Cry 2 came out, and it just wasn't well received because the people making it were like so unfamiliar with it and like had so little time to work on it. Uh, like the story was like really unremarkable. There was this new character that came in that didn't really affect things much. Uh, the main character, Dante, was changed to like this like, much less happy, like, joking version that he is in the other games. And so it just didn't, it wasn't received well. But then Devil May Cry 3 came out and was a prequel, and then was, like, really well received in general. So that was really good. But um, it was just really different in the fact that it um, it played a lot better than the second game, and even the first game, arguably. So... I definitely recommend them. There's also the, like the Devil May Cry 4, which is like really, it's fairly polished, although it wasn't like well developed in regards to there's a lot of cut content. Um, basically, Dante is one of the playable characters in the game, but the problem is like you play as a main character like named Nero for like the first half of it, and then the second half of the game is playing as Dante, but you go through like the same levels but in the reverse order with some changes. But he was supposed to have his own levels, which just wasn't the case. And then in Devil May Cry 4 Special Edition, you got to like it plays even more characters as Virgil, Lady, and Trish from other games, but there were no more levels added. So it was a more finished version of an of an unfinished game, but didn't have the content that would have made it a finished game, if that makes sense. And then there was a reboot called DMC Devil May Cry, which is really weird because it would just be DMC is a shortening of Devil May Cry, but that just is the title, DMC Devil May Cry, but the M is lowercase while the D and C are capitalized. But the thing is, like, Devil May Cry is this business that Dante has, but that doesn't exist in the Devil DMC Devil May Cry, so the title of the game isn't even in, like, the game itself. Uh, which is really weird, and they like change the character of Dante a lot. This is in a different continuity, so it's not the same. Like it doesn't follow the story. It's like kind of the original one, where there's a character named Mundus, and you have Dante and Virgil doing things, and then you fight Virgil at some point. Um, and it also keeps the fact that Dante is half demon, but he's also in this game he's a half angel character, like unlike the main series games where he's half human and half demon. So. Um, it's a lot different, but I think it's actually fairly good, especially the definitive edition, which gives, um, which changes a few, a few things around with like the bonus stages, and it adds a Virgil like little story mode that doesn't take very long, but it's like actually pretty fun, like a little and, side story. Yeah, yeah, it's reminiscent of the, like the whole game is reminiscent of the first 
like few games in regards to gameplay and even the story a little bit, but the um, the execution is a lot different. And then, of course, there's Devil May Cry 5, which was released on more modern consoles that was like really well received in general for just being a really like great game overall, except like some of the microtransactions to get some of the red orbs, which is like it's kind of weird because there's like a specific item, like a hat that you can use. Like if you use it well in a specific stage, you get like a hundred thousand orbs within the span of like a minute, which is what like the, what uh, one of the main things that you could spend money on. So I feel like it was like the developers intentionally making the microtransactions worthless, but I don't really have any proof on that. So I don't know if that's like for sure or not. The developers just said, fuck the studio. Something like that, yeah. I was like, okay, you want to like force us to make transactions? Okay, we'll do that. We'll also make it so you can get the equivalent of these microtransactions in the game by spending a minute on it. So uh, I feel like that was intentional. I'm not really sure, honestly. Sometimes, okay, that's that's something I want to bring up. Video game developers just choosing to be awesome, like the little Easter eggs, the things they do for their fans. Um, one moment in particular I would like to point out is anytime the developers go, hey, you guys broke the game. Here's a reward. I think like it was... Like a trophy the... achievement? Yeah, I think so. I think... Um... No, no, no. Hang on. I'm off track. Okay, what I meant was like, I think it was Grand Theft Auto V. It was that guy who found who made the mod to like speed up load times for online mode. It happened recently, but like Rockstar brought him in to work on the game. Oh, nice. I might have, I, I might, maybe I might game six stuff, but it was something like that. And they're like, hey, you uh, fixed our four minute load times. Want to come work on our game? <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's something actually pretty similar. Um, are you familiar with the Metroid 2 remake, the fan made one? I, I know Metroid, I don't know the fan made remake. Okay, well, there is someone who is making like almost a decade of um, this. Metroid 2 remake called Another Metroid 2 remake. Uh, coincidentally, around the same time um, it was like taken off the internet was also when it was announced like the official Metroid uh, Samus Returns made by Nintendo, the remake of that game. So um, it's kind of weird. Like they were eventually hired on, I think, by the people who made Ori and the blind wisp or something like that or the blind forest i think it was like so it's yeah. like a totally different studio but I, ori, I think that was the I, I've, case i've heard of the ori games there was a newer one that came out yeah i think it's like uh and the will of the wisps or something like that i don't i haven't played yeah. the games myself yeah but yeah it's just like things like that that is like some sort of a re- reward for making like a really high product thing like i know it's not the same thing at all because it's just uh two totally different games but uh, and like different instances of like being hired or something like that. But I think that that uh, kind of thing is pretty cool to have uh, like fans involved with the games like that in a more unique way, really. Yeah, I think it's just cool that I think it's cool just the access of modding tools and people who are knowledgeable in software has gone up so much that it's amazing that yeah you do see uh, you do see more developer involvement with their fans because fans can get involved with the games now. Like Skyrim, the special edition has the unofficial Skyrim special edition patch, which was made by a collaboration of modders who basically went through, found all the bugs typical of Bethesda in the game, and patched <laughs> them. And then you just download the mod. 
you can't get achievements or anything if you have the mod because it's a mod, but it fixes so much that's wrong with the game. And Bethesda's like, yeah, good on you guys. Good job. I think that's pretty good. I'm not honestly very familiar with the whole Skyrim uh, kind of stuff. I know like a lot of mod stuff was made for them, which definitely helped. But other than that, I'm not too familiar with it. Skyrim is amazing. Like I, I used to never understand the hype until I got an Xbox. I had an Xbox when I saw a copy of Skyrim Special Edition for like 20 bucks at GameStop. And I was like, I'll buy it. And um, yeah, no, it turned out to be like the most worthwhile thing ever. Because, like, Skyrim's amazing. It's good, and there's so many mods, and oh my god, I can do so much stuff. Yeah, that is like that is pretty cool that, how that works out. I just, myself, I just haven't played very much of it. Like, I have the game. I just am not super interested in it right now. I would... Uh, I'd give it a go. Yeah, I, I probably I, should. Get through, get through the first... I'm not going to say get through, because it's not a chore at all. It's actually really fun. Play through, get set a timer, play like two hours, and see what you think. Okay, I think that's, yeah. I think that's a pretty fair. You know, if you if you can't bring yourself to get into a game, and you know you have the time, and you, know you should probably try it. Set a timer, two hours, play the game, see what's up. See what's up with it. You know. Okay, yeah, I'll have to I'll have to try that sometime just because I know that it's like really well received and like really uh popular, but I just I haven't been into it really, so I don't know. I'll I'll probably do that pretty soon. Yeah. Give it a go. Maybe even like, you know, do it while you're playing the while you're like on the podcast or something, you know? Ooh, that's a good idea. Or just live stream it. Set up a Twitch. Yeah, I think I I, I... Uh, that might work. I don't know. I'm not really too into streaming, but uh, I could I could do that in my spare time. Yeah, I mean, streaming, been... is, streaming in its entirety isn't webcams and commentary. There are plenty of people who live stream just silent gameplay of them playing a game with game audio. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that could be your way to go. Yeah, it, it works for people, and that's definitely nice. So that would be a good thing for me to do. I've been watching, actually... Um, one of my friends and I have this little agreement where if I watch the first eight seasons of The Simpsons, I swear this is related, that he would play the Kingdom Hearts series. Uh, in like while I'm doing that, I'm also like playing some sort of game for a lot of that, just so I can like keep myself focused and like do a little multitasking by like playing stuff I haven't in a while. So I know Skyrim is a long game, and I don't have that much left to watch. I, I have like most of like the last four seasons of that specific period so that might actually be a pretty good um way to do that so it'll it's something i probably should be interested in well, but i don't know well how long is the episode of the simpsons like half an hour uh it's like 23 minutes okay 23 minutes so if you set a timer for two hours played skyrim you'd get through four episodes of the simpsons probably five yeah maybe even yeah around five yeah Around five. So that's five episodes you've knocked off right there just trying Skyrim. Yeah. It's actually not a bad idea. You should really look into that. Yeah, I'll probably... I may even do that as soon as, like, tomorrow or the next day, just so I, um... Because I plan on, like, watching more of them, like, almost each day. So, and, I, like, I have to work earlier tomorrow, so I'm not going to be able to then, but I could do that. Yeah. Give it a try. If you don't like it, no harm, no foul. Maybe it's not your cup of tea, or maybe you absolutely adore Skyrim. It's got great lore. It's a very rich and lived-in world. 
And then if if you now do you have the special edition or the OG version? Oh, I have. I think it's the special edition on the PlayStation Four. Okay. Okay, special edition comes with mod has console mod support. I think on, on Xbox it does. I don't know if Sony. I don't know if PlayStation Four does. I haven't seen anything for that, but then again, I haven't played much of it, so yeah. I wouldn't really so, know. So for all I know, PlayStation Four doesn't have mods, so that's fine because base game Skyrim is still amazing. Um, play it, and with special edition, you get Dawn Guard and Heart. You get Heart. You get Dragonborn, Dawn Guard, and. Um, not Hearthstone, but it's the one where you can build houses and have families. So you get three very good. Basically, you get three good DLCs with it. Um, yeah, give it a whirl. Plenty of content. Cup. There's a couple. There's like a 200 200 hours of content. Oh, that's a in, lot. In vanilla Skyrim, and I'm being generous because I, I even I haven't found it all. But there's, I mean, it's probably closer to like a hundred, hundred and twenty. I'm at a ballpark and say 200 just so I sound like knowledgeable and, you know, hip. Yeah. Give it a whirl, though, because if you because you are missing out, that's a generation defining game. And if you say if you say I haven't played one minute of it, people are going to kind of look at you funny. But if you say, yeah, I played about a couple hours and it honestly just wasn't my cup of tea. People are going to be a little more understanding. Yeah, in all honesty, I did, like, play the first hour or so of it, maybe. So it's not like I haven't played any of it. It's just been so long that uh, it's... uh, it's not something I really have a great opinion on just because, or like a well thought through, not that I don't think it's good from what I played, just not very experienced. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely, it's definitely, I can definitely see why people wouldn't get into it, but for the most part, I think it's a great game. Yeah. So. That's the general consensus I see. So that would be good to do. I think I probably said that like a lot in the past few minutes that it would be good for me to try it. Maybe I should do that, but the same yeah, point you, still stands. Yeah. You, you say that about as often as, as like, you know, a priest says, God be with you or something, you know, but that's fine. Yeah. Just that maybe that, maybe that's your cup of tea. <laughs> maybe I'm the priest of gaming. That's it. Ba- Baptist of Billy. That, yeah, that the, works. Ba- Baptist or different than catholics but right baptist billy yeah i do have another like kind of maybe odd question um do you have any like really weird game releases um that you can think of because i have like a really good idea of one that uh i've played a little bit of Um, do you want to explain what i mean by weird yeah give me a broader consensus what is weird okay so are you familiar with final fantasy 15 Okay, I'm from yeah, Final Fantasy I'm familiar with. I played so 15. Yeah, so Final Fantasy 15, uh it was released on iOS and Android devices like early 2018, but like not the full like console version. It was like a cut down version called Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition. And what happened was for some weird reason, um they decided to make an HD version of the Pocket Edition and then release it back onto the consoles it was originally inspired from. It's really weird. So on the PlayStation Network, Xbox One, all that, you have Final Fantasy 15 as it is, maybe the Royal Edition or whatever, and you also yeah. have the cut-down version, but in HD of the iOS Android version. And I just think that's a really weird thing to do. 
like because you get less content like some of it is like it plays a little differently than the original game because it's on a mobile device instead of a playstation 4 xbox one so i understand how it's a little different but it's the fact that they released a lesser version of a higher quality like on the same console as the original version it's weird i think I think I didn't see what platforms it was released for, but I think what they did is they did it because they, there's Microsoft, there's Xbox Play anywhere now, so you can play on your phone if you have the Xbox app. Yeah. Um. So that could be what it's for. Well, I guess I don't know if that was out at that time, but even then, you could just download the game like without the Xbox application at all. Maybe, but if that be the it could just be another alternative because I mean, if you have a Windows phone, I don't think you have Google Play. I don't think I could be yeah. wrong about that. I don't have a Windows phone. I have a Samsung. Yeah, I uh, I I do have Google Play on my phone, but it's not like I don't know if it's the phone you're thinking of exactly. I'm just thinking any generic Windows phone. Oh, okay. Yeah, that might be an option for sure. I know it's also released on Nintendo Switch, which did not get the version, um, the regular, uh, full. Final Fantasy 15, so that makes a little bit more sense, but I don't really get why the PlayStation 4 Xbox One released there, so it's just something I found really amusing how that was out. I think that was actually that might have been the last game of the decade I got, was at like the very end of 2020, maybe the last day, it was like, oh, this would be a really weird game to get, it's like my final 2020 gaming send-off thing. I just thought that was amusing to do. Yeah, my first game of the decade of the 2010s. The 2010s, because the 2020s just started, and honestly, they're not going to be over for a long time. So I'm not going to reminisce about it right away. First game in the 2010s would have been Halo 3 ODST. It came out in November of 2009, or late 2009, and we didn't get it till early 2010. My last game of the two th- of the of the decade being 2019 would have been you got this I believe in you I'm just telling you I know I know it's 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 there I'm just uh Resident Evil 7 for you no, no, I'm just like I'm just trying to say uh, words oh, and, God, no. and hope I, that I, it will I, tell you like what it I is. I haven't played I haven't played a Resident Evil since six. So I'm kind of disappointed in myself. Eh, you only should be a little bit, not too much though. Yeah, um, I think it was God. It was a sports game. It was Fight Night. It was Fight Night Champion. Oh, okay. From two, it was a 2011 boxing game I bought in 2019 because it was on it was on sale. So I ended up grabbing Fight Night Champion, and honestly, I don't regret it. I've played the shit out of it. It's so much fun. Oh, good. I'm glad um, you enjoyed it there. So yeah, I, I bought a shooter at the start of the decade from a franchise I'd grown up a fan of as a kid, and at the end of the game, I'm buying a sports game. I think there's a little bit of character development in there. Something <laughs> like that, yeah. I'm not sure what character development, but it's probably there. Probably. Yeah. One could stand um, to assume. I would hope so. I don't know. I, I feel like I have these like 
I don't know if it's just me or if I'm just imagining this. I feel like I have these like responses that I just keep saying like, yeah, after you're about to say something. I don't know how repetitive that's been getting. It's the it's the awkward two people in a podcast when there were supposed to have been three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess if you made it this far in the episode, which might be asking a lot for some people because it's going to be near two hours long. We, um, we've been stretching this pretty hard. I apologize. We, we we were in a comfortable zone earlier that I said, yeah, let's go for that record. And then and then here we are. But it's actually been an enjoyable conversation. It just oh, yeah. I know, listening back on it. It's going to sound really, really stretched, even though yeah. it's not. It's genuine conversation. It's just. uh <laughs> I don't regret the length of it. I just think that's a little bit long. But uh, we tried to have a conversation um, that didn't work out with someone else. Uh, Mike Roganbuck, who was a previous guest on, his like phone died or something. So we were just like, eh, we'll just talk about some sort of gaming thing instead because we got the time. And I didn't want to like delay the episode just because um, I uh, I felt like we should get something out in a it was, recent it amount was, of time. It, it was on the table, though. It was on the table. It was briefly discussed. Yeah, we thought about it for a little bit and it was like, yeah, we'll just talk about gaming things for a little bit. And, and then... instead of just getting something out, we've now gone about setting the record for the longest podcast you've ever put out. Yeah, I I know the other one was like, I think I mentioned it at another point, it's like an hour 48 or something minutes. This would have surpassed that. We just want to hit the two hour mark. And I think by in like five, seven more minutes, we'll probably hit that because I do have to cut out some parts that didn't quite work out. So... We're yeah. going to see how that is. Yeah. Um, I, I do know that there was another time I was a part of a record-breaking podcast attempt with you. It was, I, was it my second time around? It was like the I, long, it, it was the at the time longest, and then y'all went and passed it again. Uh, something like that. That sounds about right. It would have been quite a while ago, so I, I don't fully remember. Yeah, I know. I know. I I know. We had that discussion before for another one we did. So I think this is the second time I've gone out of my way to set the record on your podcast. I have yeah. a throne. Stay off of it, fools. Well, you see, the thing is, Curtis. Before he was the person who I got the the really long episode out with. He specifically told me at some point. I don't know if this was in the episode, but he told me to let him know if anyone uh, made an episode with me longer than that one so i'm not sure how long that's gonna last but i feel like every single like attempt to beat the record is just going to make me like even more miserable because we're gonna end up going like two two and a half three hours per podcast episode hours. just to keep breaking the record hours. Yeah, I, I, we, you're, you're, low ball, you're low balling we're going for days oh no <laughs> we're just gonna do a day straight podcast and then uh the 24-hour podcast Wallapalooza, Grand Slam Spectacular, colon, go-go, super team punch for that Japanese marketing. Yeah, that would actually be a really, actually, like, a genuinely interesting thing to do, just on a day off or something, just see how long we could podcast for. You'd have, you'd have to have multiple people popping in and out of the podcast. You would have, we, I would have to get mine properly working, as in, like, on a computer properly functioning and all that jazz. Yeah, um, I don't... I don't know. It's, it's an interesting host. idea. And then basically you would just host it. And then from there it'd be like, oh, okay, well. Da, 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 da. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it's, it's an interesting idea. I have not one that I want to try doing soon. Um, 
but that would be a nice thing to uh, experiment with and see how I could get that to work. If I were to do it live, then it wouldn't have to be through Anchor. It would have to be through something else. I would just upload it from afterwards. I suppose I could probably do like a Twitch thing where I would do like Discord or something like that to like get in other people from time to time. But that would require a lot more setup from like prior. So I don't know. If you could do that, we could all just pop in on the. I mean, we all, pretty much everybody in in your group so far, I think everyone you've had on the podcast has Discord. Uh, so probably a fair portion of them. I'm not 100 percent sure, but most of them likely do. I think I think it's a safe bet to assume that Ben, Mike, me do. Damon probably has it. Probably. I would I would assume. I know he's Navy, but you can have it on your phone and it's actually it's a handy little app for communities and organizing and group chats and all that. So Discord's he probably has Discord. And if he doesn't, it's not hard to get one and set it up. It takes five seconds. Yeah. Um, yeah, you could feasibly do a twenty four hour one. In fact you could probably do it for New Year's. Look, I don't wanna think about that right now, but um you're already, Once you're already we, thinking about it. You're already thinking. I know you. You're thinking about the logistics right now. Yeah, you're right. I am. You're toying with the idea. Yeah, I don't know. I guess if I don't work that day, I might have to do it. Um, you have also, to catch all of us. You have to, the logistics of it. Also, is you have to catch bare minimum four or five people on days off. I'm assuming yeah. those four or five would be the core members because if you and Ben are, are pretty much locks on and off throughout the thing, you're both going to be spending the most time. So that leaves three. So then you have Damon who would probably make it just to be a part of it because Damon's Ben's friend and your friend and y'all three are really, really tight. Oh, yeah. Um, who else have you had on? I know I've mentioned me and Mike. Yeah. Uh, before we go forward, I just like how we stopped talking about gaming and just are like, hmm, well, this would be a cool podcast episode. And I know I'm not going to cut this part. I'm going to leave this in for sure. But this is but, this is um, this is genuine. Yeah, this well, this is genuine conversation. The video game right. stuff was it was a chosen topic, and we uh, we had genuine conversation, but it was within a chosen topic. This is an actual genuinely spur of the moment topic with genuine conversation. The quality of this podcast through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> if they actually if the listeners get this far. If they get this far, this is the, description, the description of this podcast will read, Abandon all hope, he who makes it past one hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll try to remember that for that. I, I might paraphrase the words a little bit, but that's a good idea. Um, let's see. I, I got to think about this. So we've had, I think we've had almost like 20 or so people on, maybe not that much. Um, there's Alexander and Zachary Peril, who've been on a few times. Um, they they probably would like towards the later hours like be able to do something like that. Um, we've had um, um, Jericho, Brendan, Dragon at various points. I don't know if you know them too well. They Dragon and I weren't didn't quite get on in high school actually. Oh, okay, yeah, we, I, I don't know your like yeah. general friend group with that, especially like back then. I wasn't super familiar with. You and I, like, yeah, you and you and I weren't even in the same ecosystem in high school. You were super. You you were popular, and I don't even think you knew. <laughs> Everybody worshipped you. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely knew you, and like I, I think I talked to you a few times then, but like not like super often to, to my memory at least. But I, I was aware of you for the whole time. We, we were in video game programming together in freshman I think, year. 
I think we were at the other sides of the room, so maybe that didn't uh, no, help so no. much. You were a row back and on the and on the like if you're facing the front of the room, Mr. Mitchell's classroom, you were on the right column on the inner desk. The first time I saw you, I was yeah. a row in front of you and on the other side of the aisle. Okay, that sounds about accurate. It, it's been a while since that's happened, so I don't fully remember. But that that sounds accurate. I yeah. know I was on the right side for sure, but I thought you were closer to the left, but I don't know. Uh, I, 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 I remember seeing a cute redhead. <laughs> oh, yeah, fair enough. There weren't a lot of other redheads there, so that makes sense. Dude, um, right? Port Angeles is weird. Like... And that's not even, like, from a standpoint of, like, di- like diversity. Like, because I don't even think being a redhead is a diverse thing. It's just kind of a hair thing. Um, weren't a lot of redheads. Not there, no. Like, once I got, like, into, like, Walmart and such, I actually worked with quite a few of them around there. And it was kind of weird how that worked out just because there were so many of them. I remember something really funny, actually. When I was in the when I was in sporting goods, um, there was someone named Griffin who actually still works at the at Walmart. I think he might be in Delhi now. I don't know. But what happened was for some reason, people kept mistaking him and I for each other. If you looked at us, we look besides the hair color, kind of, we look nothing alike. Like I have more facial hair. I don't think he has any, actually. I'm not sure. Like, um, I we're around the same height. Um, I might be slightly shorter than him, but like within an inch or so. Um, we weigh pretty close. I'm assuming I haven't I haven't weighed him. I don't know, but uh, he has a different hairstyle. His is like a lot longer. It's in like a ponytail. It's a little bit darker than mine. Uh, he doesn't wear glasses. So ba- just basically, besides like the kind of similar hair color, we look totally different. All right, like. Even now, like, like not now, now, but like he still works there and he still like gets called Wilfred. And I used to get called Griffin, even when I was in a different like side of the store. So I don't know what it is, but like sometimes like the redheaded people just get mistaken for each other. But the funny thing was, there's another person who worked like closer to my area in the cap two team, which essentially means they like helped get a lot of the stuff from the trucks out to the main area of the store who I was around more that like had similar, like closer hair color. And I was never mistaken for him. So I don't know what it is. It's just weird. I, uh, my fourth grade teacher, me and my brother don't even really look alike. My fourth grade teacher used to confuse us all the time. (laughs) And he's two and a half years older than I am. Oh, wow. That's a bit different. Yeah. And, uh, Never, never could really explain why she did it. Just did. Might have Maybe been... it was a practical joke. I don't know. I hope not. Because if, if that was a practical joke, she drugged that on for years. And I'm talking years, Billy. Longer than this podcast. <laughs> this episode isn't a year long. So, oh no, I think I just thought of my third idea for a long podcast. Please don't uh, do it. Th- uh, anyway, uh, off that uh, like nightmare of an idea. Um, one, one maybe day, one, one day would be fun, and maybe like make it an annual thing if it's really if it really takes off and you know blows up. But if you go longer than that, I'm just gonna have to get you DDoSed, my boy. Yeah, I, I couldn't blame you. <laughs> I just All have right. to shut that down. Well, yeah, that would that would be good to do. I, I think we did it, man. I think we have firmly planted my flag back atop the mountain for the longest podcast. 
I think so. Like I said, I'm going to have to look at how this episode, how I edit out things, but I think you're, I think we did reach the two hour mark. So, um, uh, I think that's a good ending point. I think, uh, is there anything else you want to mention first before we end it? This episode, uh, I mean, not our lives. I feel like I would, I, I would like to point out that Mike Rogenbuck wasn't legally obligated to be here. He was under no forced pretenses of appearing on this podcast. It was simply technical error that he did not show up and in no way, shape or form was he harmed. And I would also like to point out that this very strange man staring at me with the loaded rifle has been, um, has been very angrily like pulling on the charging handle because his weapon is jammed. And I'm not sure if I'm worried that I should tell him that you don't pull the char- charging handle to clear a jam. Or if he's going to just beat me to make me fulfill my contractual obligations to stretch this out further. Yeah, we'll, we'll just let him find out to see if he gets it right. Um, if we hear like a uh, really loud gunshot and then you just don't say anything, we'll know how this episode ends. But I don't think yeah. it'll end like that. That'll be the darkest ending in television history. Wow, I suppose you're probably right. I... Also, most unexpected character death. Yeah, there. Okay, I, I, I know. I know we wanted to end the episode. You reminded me of another topic. Okay, I promise this is going to be the last one, probably. <laughs> the last topic or the last sentence? <laughs> no, may, seems... Maybe the last topic. I don't know. Okay. You don't know how long we'll talk about this for. <laughs> You're right, but it reminded me of it, and there's no real other like better like time to talk about because you had the I you, you said something like this. So there was actually a lady on a news station who legitimately like committed suicide on air on the news network and uh yeah yeah i'm i'm absolutely serious there was like a film made about it and uh i I don't remember the lady's name but it it happened i'm sure if you like looked it up online there were people who watched it and were probably traumatized by it because that's not something that you really see on a news network i think i I, I watch the news to hear about a murder not see a suicide Yeah, it's, I I don't know, I didn't see it myself, but um, I think that the video of it does still exist, but obviously isn't going to be released. Well, well, Live Leaks got taken down, so any chance of actually seeing it is pretty well in the mood without a dark web portal for the internet. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to be released. I hope not. I, so. I, I hope it never gets released, honestly. That doesn't seem like something I want to see. It, not really, no. So, like, uh, as, much, as, as much as like we joke about death threats and stuff like that, like for the love of God, people, if this is, let's, let's take a moment here and actually be somewhat helpful. If you or a loved one has like suicidal thoughts, there's a hotline. You know, I'm sure Billy will probably be a gentleman and throw that number in the description or something. But like, get some help. Yeah, I, you know, I feel talk like to somebody like th- this is a great like. Honestly, it's a very good message. We're putting it at the worst like possible place in a podcast. This is at the end of a two like over two hour long podcast. I don't the feel fact- like this is going to be the point where people are going to be listening in. Uh, the the it does. I mean, it doesn't really matter. If somebody makes it this far, maybe it's what they need to hear. Yeah, you know? I, I will. I mean, put it... I, I mean, let's be real. Back on the joking side of things, if I'm listening to this podcast for this long, I'm probably having those thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna put it in the description. Um, so you know, just don't die. Yeah. All right. Yeah, call a hotline. Talk to a friend. Talk to a parent. Talk to a guardian. Talk to your teacher. Talk to somebody. 
I like how we have this really oddly wholesome moment at the end of a not very serious podcast episode. I, I'm a wholesome person. I triple count. I try to be a wholesome person. Sometimes I fail, but most of the time I try. Yeah, you know. I try to on occasion too. The times where I don't is where I'm trying not to be wholesome. So it it, it works out. Yeah. All right. All right. I feel like I feel like this is the part where I say goodbye. So you can get into the get into the outro here. Because otherwise, we're gonna get into a longer topic. We're gonna discuss yeah. more stuff. Yeah. Okay. And we're get we're get, we're gonna end the episode here. Is there anything else you want to say, or is this it? For the love of God, please, 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 please do not attempt the one year long episode. Uh, no promises, but uh, next time we're gonna see how that uh, one day episode goes. All right. So uh, next time. What do you uh, mean? <laughs> I'm not coming back for that episode. I, I didn't say you had to. I'll, I'll, fine, I'll, I'll do it closer to the end of the year if I ever do it. Yeah, because, like, I mean, I, I got a little, like, probably, like, early November would be would be primo for that. Because late November, I'm, I'll probably be busy with some stuff. But early okay. November, yeah, go, go, let's still do it at that point. Because by then I'll be done with college, too. So I will literally have nothing but time. Yep. Okay, well, uh, we'll think about that then. Um, well, thank you for listening. If you actually listened this far, uh, we'll see you later, people. Yeah. Bye bye. Yeah. Bye.